Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the EKN Radio Network and our second episode of the EKN Outlap, a brand new podcast that uh, kind of hooked up with the oncoming Supercarts USA Super Nationals. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. It was David's idea putting together all of the previews, the class by class previews for this year's Super Nats. He said, "Hey, let's let's leverage the EKN Radio Network. Let's put this all into a couple of podcasts." So essentially, we'll have preview shows. We'll come up with with a new name for the podcast. Everybody can listen to it coming into the event. We'll have it as pod, uh, podcast downloads for when they're flying and driving to the race on Monday and Tuesday. I said, fantastic idea. And here we are. So it's a brand new podcast called The Outlap. This is episode number two. We did uh, half the categories with episode number one. But it is a podcast that we are going to continue through two, uh, through 2020 as a preview for all the events we'll head to. Uh, over the last number of years, we've gone to anywhere between 20 and 25 events as part of the EKN Trackside Live Tour presented by Cooper Tires. This year's Super Nats being the final one. So yeah, we'll use this podcast to preview all the events that we go to next year. More content for the EKN Radio Network. And of course, as always, we'll remind you, if you have not yet downloaded the EKN Radio Network app, you can head to iTunes or Google Play, download the app right on your mobile device, boom. 24-7 karting content anytime you're rolling down the road, driving to work, driving home, working on the cart in the garage. If you want to listen to karting and not music, we're here for you. Uh, David Cole, before we get started, let me uh, introduce the presenting sponsor uh, of this particular episode of the Outlap Comp Cart, our presenting sponsor for today. Since 2005, J3 Competition has been capturing major victories and championships on and off the racetrack, redefining the industry with each move. The company took its unparalleled knowledge and brand recognition and developed developed its own chassis line, the Comp Cart. The CIK FIA homologated brand has been winning ever since. Visit j3competition.com for more on the fastest growing chassis line in the world. All right, let's bring in the EK and News Desk Manager. He's been cranking out uh, previews. Are you almost done, dude? Are you finished? We're done. Where are you? We're done. We're, we are done. Uh, yeah. Cramming. Essentially, for what are our finals, you know, if, if this was a school, if this was college, yep, that's uh, true. Super Nats is, is our finals. <laughs> it's a finals week. Uh, 10 previews completed, 12 categories reviewed. Uh, now we just have some fun here with a podcast and then we can start focusing on actual uh, coverage uh, that we're going to be doing all next week. Yeah, Dave, summer break starts on the Wednesday or the Thanksgiving. I think it's summer break for us to a certain extent, right? Uh, as you said, it's the cramming for the finals. We have a full week of work trackside, though, with the Super Nats heading to Super Sunday. Looking forward to that. Travel Monday, record the EK and debrief on Tuesday, and then people don't talk to us till the following week. We're going to take some time. David's going to spend some time with the family over Thanksgiving. I'll be down in SoCal as well. Looking forward to it. Uh, but David, this is it, bud. 23rd edition of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals. We're going to work our way through G1 and G2. We're going to preview the X30 Masters category, KZ, Pro Shifter 1 and Pro Shifter 2. And of course, capping it all off with a massive grid in the X30 Senior Class. Uh, knock on some event notes. We know that, uh, let's talk a little bit about the history of the uh, of the category. Not everybody listened to the first Outlap podcast. We tell you to go do that, but let's kind of Let's talk history about this event that kind of started, you know, back in 1997, actually. Yeah, 23rd edition of the event. And as we met, kind of mentioned in the first uh, show, a lot of, if not the majority of the competitors that will there be there at the Super Nationals this year were not even born when the first event took place. Whereas a couple of the competitors uh, were were at the event and actually yeah. racing 
So, uh, such as Bonner Moulton, who's going to make his 23rd start at the Super Nationals. And he's kind of been to all, so he's been to all four different locations and it all began at the X-Plex there in 1997 to 2001. Yeah, a run there from, uh, as David said, from 97 to 2001. Then really the kind of one of the big moves, I think, for, for karting, for Supercarts USA for sure, but for karting as well, uh, when they were able to bring the event from the X-Plex, which started out as, I believe, Race Kart City, and then turned into the Las Vegas Karting Center, then the X-Plex, a number of different names for the track out in Sloan. Uh, Jim Murley and the crew were able to bring it. Uh, Don Janowski involved, of course, with Supercarts USA as the owner at that point brought everything to the Rio. And that was that big move from the desert into, you know, into the mainstream. We put it in the parking lot at the Rio, which was amazing. Couple of years there. Uh, then moved to Sam Boyd Stadium, the home of the UNLV running Rebels for uh, what a four-year run there. Back to the Rio, of course, during that Sam Boyd Stadium run, Tom Cutcher and Patty Cutcher took ownership of Scusa. Uh, then we came back to the Rio for another run there for a number of years, then moved downtown. Obviously, the one of the big things, David, was always to try to get on the strip. Could we get on the strip with an event? Well, Las Vegas Convention Center at the Westgate Hotel, uh, we did that. Actually, for the final first two editions, weren't right on the strip. But that next edition, when we moved the parking lot, we moved all, like the lot the, the, the lot was so long, we were actually on the strip right across from Circus Circus. A couple years at the Westgate. That, those were some fun times down at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Yeah, I was going to say, going back to the Sam Boyd yeah. Stadium real quick, uh, that being my first ever Super Nationals back in 2004. Uh, so if you are flying in to uh, Las Vegas, uh, if, if you're on the right side of the plane, you look to the right, That as soon as you come into the city, that stadium that's right there, that was, that was the parking lot. That was it. It was... it was It was a very unique atmosphere. It was, again, for my first Super Nats, it was my first real uh, big event I've ever been to. Uh, it was it was unique in that we were at a football stadium, which, you know, not every day you, you get to be at. Uh, and so and then the most memorable moment I think I had was when we took uh, Jason Bowles yeah. out into the 50 yard line and took a photo of him on the uh, UNLV logo with the trophy up in the air type uh, uh, image. So that that's always lasting with me uh, with with that with that era at Sam Boyd Stadium. But, yeah, it. You mentioned uh, being on the strip. Yeah, 2017. That was really the only year that it's actually been yep. on the strip. We actually walked to Denny's one one morning, <laughs> and you're right there. You're walking down the strip, and you're right next to the racetrack. And so that nothing could beat that. I think that that year, I mean, that parking lot was the, the largest area that we could possibly ever have, and that probably ever will have, uh, unless there's another large parking lot that's being constructed somewhere in Las Vegas. But I don't, I don't think there is because that parking lot's now gone and being, being constructed on for a new high riser or part of the con- new, uh, new section for the convention center. And David, let's mention too, that it was, it was glass smooth that year. It was a brand new parking lot that they had just paved glass smooth, long, as you said, massive racetrack, but it was a lot of fun well, to be there. I thought, I thought that was a was Except for the, uh, the S's section where they actually poured sure. in the curbing and, and the guys were, were <laughs> slamming over top of that, uh, in the far section. So other than that, it, that's, uh, it was, it was super smooth. Of course, the return to the Rio in 2018 last year for Supercarts USA coming full circle to what many believe to kind of be in the spiritual home of the Supernats in terms of the fact that the Rio, as I said early, uh, back in 2002 was that big move from the desert uh, kind of into mainstream. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, David, let's talk track design a little bit here before we jump into class-by-class class previews. You and I were kind of waiting for the track design to come out. Every year, it's really been something different. 
this year, though, pretty much the same as last year, I think, and you mentioned it in the last last podcast, last outlap, the track designers are kind of hoping to get it maybe a little closer to what they wanted last year. Because last year, the design was there, but some of the nuances that they had actually designed in, the, the, the way that they knew the track would race didn't quite get laid out the way they wanted. That's what they're planning this year. That's that what we've been told. And again, construction's yeah. going on uh, probably all this week. And then so by the time you you arrive there Monday, the truck should be completed. They'll probably be pouring uh, some of the curbing maybe on Sunday. Uh, but the majority of the track should be built. Um, so we'll see exactly how everything unfolds when we get there. But yeah, we've been told that the way it's been, it was designed is the way it should be laid out this year, which was essentially what it was last year. And then again, looking ahead to our predictions, I didn't even think about that really going in our predictions for the first five that we did. I thought about it a little bit more during these because if you already know the track, you've been there, you know, the nuances of it and, and talking with some people, it was, it was a unique racetrack and it took, some some people off guard on 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 adjusting to it and and some people grabbed grabbed it right away and and were quick right out of the gate so we'll see uh we'll see kind of how that plays out uh especially on Wednesday to see who's going to be kind of up front uh towards the top of the time charts uh towards the uh end of each round Here's one David we talked about taking something into consideration people knowing the racetrack have you taken into consideration the, the looking at the, the weather forecast potential for rain <laughs> I, on Wednesday and Thursday I Holy have, crap, I, I have, have it pulled things. up because yesterday <laughs> when I wrote this script I put 30% chance of rain right now it's 40% for Wednesday and Thursday Damn it So That's, I don't know you know is that just you know Vegas weather people kind of playing with us you know kind of you know the you know, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like the line the line setters for gambling. It's like you know moving it up <laughs> and down. You know, I it's almost like we should put put bets on if it actually will rain or not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, uh, folks. Good numbers, of course. Uh, there, you know, anywhere between you know, one what four seventy five. We've had uh, mid fives at one point. I think one year um, four hundred ninety four entries. We were told as of November fourth. Of course, that's uh, over ten days ago. There's always cancellations. There's always at track entries or a number of guys that didn't get entered in time that uh, you know, informed us here at EKN that they in, were indeed coming. They wanted to make sure they didn't get left off previews. So uh, there could be somewhere around, what do you think, Dave? 490 to 500 probably in terms of a drop in cancellations and a pickup in, in at track entries. I, yeah, I think I think at least the the uh, the number of entries that I know that aren't on the entry list kind of outweigh though the cancellations yeah. that we've we've kind of received. So I think we're going to be at about that 500 mark, which is where we were at in 2017. Uh, we had 507 that year. 2016, 2015, we only had uh, 458 and five, 489. So we're we're greater than the than those two events. So. And we're not far off last year's, which was 532. So, uh, you know, we're still in the same kind of area that we were. Uh, this year, we do have 12 classes instead of 10, like we had the last uh, three seat, three years. So, um, you know. And, it, and that pretty much just comes from the split from the G1, G2, Pro 1, Pro 2, right? Because last yeah, year, we just ran Pro Shifter. Yeah. if you, Yeah. You've, essentially, it's the same numbers because we have the same amount of race groups. You're correct. Yeah. 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 So, again, let's we talked a bit about rain. Give us the give us the current uh, forecast. What are we saying now? Highs, lows, and and, and weather wise. 
Yeah, it's still saying uh, highs in the 60s. Right now it's saying low 60s, especially Thursday where it's only supposed to be 59. Uh, but still, um, the lows are in the in the 40s. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday are actually a little bit warmer on the low side. But uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it'll be a little bit chilly uh, come midnight. So I would tell you, if you're coming to the race, pack some warm clothes or stop by the EKN booth. We're going to have uh, a lot of hoodies and sweatshirts and stuff to keep you warm. So always, we'll always take care. we got toques, too. Or what do you guys call them down here? Hats, toboggans? Yeah, whichever. What do you guys call them? Uh, beanies. You guys call them beanies. Yeah, same thing. All right, David, let's get into this thing. But first, we'll have our, our uh, initial break here in this Outlap podcast, episode number two. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. After the first break here, we're going to come back. We're going to start talking G1, G2. In a sport where the difference between winning and losing is measured in hundreds of a second, you can't afford to leave anything on the table. You invest in the best equipment, the lightest components, and top-of-the-line data acquisition systems. Anything to find one more tent, right? I'll tell you right now, the best investment you could ever make is in yourself. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art speed sports racing park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy uses the very best equipment, Burrell Art Carts. They offer half-day, one-day, two-day, and three-day clinics. They have a one-on-one student-to-instructor ratio, and they will design a customized curriculum for each student. Alan Rudolph is one of the most respected people in the sport, and he has nearly 20 years' experience training drivers, including Chase Elliott, Neil Alberico, Austin Versteeg, and Sabre Cook, and rising stars like Pietro Fittipaldi. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Start off your season with a driver tune-up. Tune up your season with some driver coaching. Or get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. For more information, visit speedsportsracingpark.com slash racing hyphen academy. The shift is on to a new brand and a new way of thinking. The Croc promotion has taken American karting by storm and, simply put, we have the best kart on the market. We've won and continue to win national and regional races with a revolving door of drivers. Myers, Bedozo, French, Musgrave, and we're ready to dominate the rest of the 2019 season. We just want to win. That's it. Plain and simple. Our dynamic R&D program is more aggressive than any other manufacturer, and we're the only company focused on building the perfect chassis for American tracks, engines, and tires. Why race a cart made for Europeans? We're testing prototypes for American racing. We're breaking the mold. Croc Promotion is all about supporting dedicated and talented young drivers and winning races. That's Croc Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. We just want to win plain and simple. No BS. Let us spend our time and money developing the chassis so that you can win. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience. 
we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com where all of our products are just a mouse click away and we ship daily. We're constantly adding new products to our online store, so keep checking back. We specialize in IME engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find molecule cleaning products, minus 273 racing gloves, micron gauges and components, and both MG and Bridgestone tires. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come and join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start-to-finish support at race events for many years, from providing a helping hand on weekday test outing or at a club event to full arrive-and-drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2019, we'll be attending the Superkart USA Winter Series, WK Manufacturers Cup, United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Kart Racing Series. And we'd love to have you under our tent at Merlin Nation. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden, joined by David Cole, as always. As uh, we roll through, or roll into, let's say, the second episode of our brand new podcast, EKN Outlap. Essentially a preview podcast we'll use to look at the events that we're heading to. Uh, Supernat's obviously the first one. Great opportunity to roll this out. David came up with a great idea to take all his previews and essentially put them into podcast form. Those previews now all up on the website. Feel free to read those on your your, uh, de- your desktop, your laptop, or your mobile device. But we've got them in podcast form here as well. Hopefully you're listening on the way to the event. They'll be up on the EKN Radio Network all weekend long. David, let's get started. Uh, G1, G2, the sponsors of the categories 3G Kart Racing for G1, AIM Sports for G2. Uh, you want to you talk about some of the, the former winners? Well, really, yeah, it's, I mean, because we're in a, a new era going into the Super Nationals, we've had S4 for the last, what, 12, 13 years. Uh, yeah. That's kind of been the master shifter category. But prior to that was a G1 division uh, dating back to 2000. And now this was, I believe it was Mod Motos and, and Mod Moto, yeah, basically to start, start yep. with. And then it kind of moved into that uh, ICC category uh as the years went on and finished that way uh and and probably i i believe kz was around in 2011 when it finally uh ended at the super nationals so so g1 is has has an 11 year or 12 year history at the super nationals before this now new current era uh with the uh IME sse 175 engine so so it's kind of a, a mixture so we, of, of, of for this category because really it has, a, it has a long history at the Super Nationals. It's funny because, you know, if, Shift Sport, Jeff Deskins posted something to his Instagram feed and it was some shots of, of Tom Kutcher back when he was running in the G1 category uh, in 2000, 2001, 2002. The G1 category was actually the idea of Jim Murley, who ran Supercarts USA back in the day. And Jim actually, like Tom, was a racer himself. He ran sprint cars, drag cars, motocross. But he was also an 80cc shifter car driver within Supercarts USA. That's how he eventually got hired uh, to run the program. Uh, The interesting thing is that Jim was such a big supporter of Masters masters level shifter car drivers. He, He wanted a class for the older guys to be able to grip it and rip it. 
G1 actually stood for Gold One. Now we laughed that it was Geezer One, but it was Gold One. That was that was Jim's line for the G1 category. And you're right, it's been it's been part of this program, David, from the very beginning. A very big part, always huge fields, and really, I think from those earlier days, you look at some of the names of guys that won those races, and it really was it was it was a time to start kind of building up that uh, that star factor in the G1 class and the drivers that were masters level more star factor for guys like Darren Elliott and Colin Lynn and Jimmy McNeil and Jeff Luttrell and you know Chris Jennings was able to win one as well so this G1 program that the masters level classes really have been a core part of Supercarts USA programs from the very beginning of the Super Nationals. Yeah, kind of feeding off the name, you could kind of look at it as gentleman's class, yeah. but now they kind of started with it, calling it the gladiator class. I, I like think Scusa was <laughs> is the name they brought out when they originally brought back the G1 name. Um, but I, it's just simpler to say G1, G2 type mentality. But yeah, as you said, when it began early in the 2000s, it was more of the gentleman drivers, guys who were who uh, you know came to race on the weekend and and go to work on Monday and and it had that evolution because in the early years we had the Bonner Moltons, the Darren Elliotts, the Colin Lynns, like you said, and then all of a sudden, boom, we started getting international flavor and it was and so it, it really elevated that uh, that Masters shifter cart category uh, in the uh, early in this early part of the decade uh, and before it moved over over to the uh, the S four category. Yeah, you know, David, you, you can kind of see the progression of the of the Supercarts USA program was getting more and more press. You know, remember the the internet was kind of just rolling in back then too, so there was more internet coverage. We were we covered it up with Supercarts uh, with rather Shifter Card Illustrated and Supercard Illustrated, then the internet started flying, and then yeah, obviously people learned more about it in Europe, and we started getting guys coming over, as you said, more international masters drivers would come over to play as well. All right, let's get started. I'm going to grab my list here. Do you want to start chatting about some of the guys, or you want to you want to go by the numbers first? Let's do that, or what do you want to do? Yeah, we'll go a little by the numbers and then kind of break down the entry list. Uh, by like numbers, it. one is a number. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever be. Uh, <laughs> number of three-time Super National winners in the field. Can we name him? One. Just one. Bonner, Mol- Bonner Moulton. That's right. Yep. Bonner one. In the G1 category in 2004, and then came back and won uh, the S4 division in 2011 and 2012. So he is the king supreme shifter cart driver at Super Nationals, especially making his 23rd start this year. And and I, I hate to say it, but there's a rumor going around that this may be his last year. Well, well you know, sooner or later, he's going to say no and, and hang it up, right? But uh, literally... Uh, I'd love to see him go to 25. And I know he may say, no, I don't want to do that, but 25 is just that badass number. You know, I, the bottom line is, is we're going to celebrate Bonner throughout the entire weekend. Here's a guy that was on the, on the podium at the very first super nationals in 1997. He's been a core component, part of the storyline for, for 22 years now, 23, which I think is fantastic. I, th- I think we could twist his arm for 25. Maybe. maybe. Well, I, I, I think Bonner does what Bonner wants to do. So, yeah, he he doesn't gonna go. He he he. Does, yeah, peer pressure does not. Yeah, work that's that stopped in high school. <laughs> what else you got? I mean, I mean, have you seen his previous old haircuts? I mean, come on, Dude, peer let's, pressure. I, let's not. Yeah. I can pull some pictures out of the frosted tips. I got the full blonde. Oh yeah, maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll grab one of those. I got to. Well, I'll put one up. He had a bunch in his uh, his motorsports thing that he was doing on on, oh, that's right. on Facebook, yeah. and guys were just ragging on him about the bowl cuts. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, but it's just kind of the way he was. That's it. That's you know, it. he didn't care. Let's keep going through by the numbers. Uh, yeah. So five is the next number. Uh, we have 
five previous Super Nationals winners in the field. We got Rob Logan, winner last year, Ryan Kinnear, Bonner Moulton, as we mentioned earlier, Matt Hamilton, and John Crow, a former tag master. Damn. Uh, So five different uh, Super Nationals winners in the field. And again, as we talked about before, the transition from G1 to S4 and then now back to G1, we've had a total of 19 different winners in the G1, S4, and S4 Super Master categories in previous Super Nationals. Yeah, you know, I look up and down your list here, David, and you don't see a lot of guys who, you know, go, go on a run. And really nobody ever does that at the Supernats. The, the record for wins is still is still four, right, by Connor De Felipe. So it's not like somebody's gone on a run, like a dynasty, where they've won five in a row. It just doesn't happen. A lot of two in the rows. We've seen that before. Darren Elliott won twice in a row in 2006-2007. Jeff Luttrell won in 2006 and at six and seven. Uh, in the, I think it was S four at that point because they had the Correct. two categories, that, two categories that year. Molten back went back to back in eleven and twelve, as you already mentioned, and that's it. And that's that just I think speaks to the level of the competition in the category. Oh, for sure, Gian Cavacuti was a two time winner, two thousand fourteen, yep. two thousand sixteen, back back, <laughs> but not back to back. Yeah, even McNeil, McNeil won in two thousand ten and then won again in two thousand fifteen, but he also won in two thousand eleven in G one. So yeah, just. It's kind of a, a a mixture, but now, yeah, like you said, it's going to be very hard to go back to back, and I think that's kind of one of the the uh, the factors going in looking at the entry list is is can Rob Logan come back and, and pull off the performance that he did on a brand new engine pa- platform? Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, let's have a look at G one, David. Uh, uh, not you know not a massive uh, a list of drivers here this year. There's uh, there's thirteen in G one and five in G two again. We've ta- we've talked ad nauseum about the fact that uh, this new SSE 175 package has been growing slowly. It hasn't been universally accepted, or people haven't bum rushed into it and, and filled the grids at 40. But compared to where we were two years ago, uh, this is obviously the first year at, at the at the at the Supernats. This is this thing's kind of rolling on here pretty good. I think. Well, you have to go back to when the S3 engine was implemented in Supercarts USA, and especially at the Supernationals. I mean, I think it had a field of less than 10. Uh, it was it was just something new, something to provide uh, some because guys who didn't want to go and spend the gobs of money in, in mod motos and, yep. and or ICCs at that time. And, and so it was an opportunity for 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 that to for drivers to do that and still race at the Super Nationals. Well, that engine platform just blew up. And as we saw last year um, in the uh in the uh, in the pro shifter, they had we had fifty guys in in that category alone. So, you know, it it it's going to take time. That's not going to happen. This doesn't happen overnight. Um, it, it it takes time. Some people have, and again, we talk about it many times. The implementation of it might have been the wrong direction, uh, but it is what it is. And now we're moving forward. And and really, the people who are driving it love it. And that's 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 what matters is the guys who, who have it. They love it and Agreed. that and they're moving forward with it. They're going to get they're going to we're going to get more and more as the years go on. And I I, I don't doubt it to see this number yeah. double next year, if not in three years. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that as well. All right, let's have a look at some of the names, David, in the G1 category that, that jump out at at us. Obviously, you, you mentioned Rob Logan, last year's winner. You talked about Bonner Moulton already. You have to talk about Jordan Musser, national number one, won the Pro Tour, you know, f- dominated the Florida Winter Tour, or rather the Florida Winter Series, the Scusa Winter Series, uh, essentially dominated the Pro Tour as well, won five of the six races. He's got to be a guy to watch. Uh, you throw in Ryan Kinnear, pretty impressive, obviously. Uh, he had that one run that, uh, against Musser. 
There's some great names in here that we haven't even started to mention yet. Either. Yeah, Kinnear not on the official entry list right now or the provisional yeah. entry list, Tracker. but uh, yeah, he uh, he mentioned he he messaged us to let us know that he was racing and and he's probably got the uh, the hottest hand going in. I mean, he's he won in 2017. He's been top three the last three years at the Super Nationals. He won Rock the Rio, like dominated ahead of Musser, and and so I think he's kind of got the hot hand going in. Uh, into that. But again, you never know what happens in Vegas. Musser's going to be strong. Uh, he's got three podiums the last three years as well, too. Uh, Rob Logan coming in as the defending winner. Uh, again, wh- how is he going to... He hasn't raced full-time all year, uh, He, but he was quick uh, in the races that he did run. Uh, and then you have a, a veteran like John Crow, as, we, as I mentioned earlier, 2005 yep. Tag Masters winner, uh, was top three in Super Masters, 2016 2017 was fifth overall last year so and he's been pushing on it hard ever since then to be even better and just wasn't quite quick enough to keep up with muster on the year but vegas is a different story different animal so we'll see if crow has is able to pull out something out of his uh pocket to be able to uh to to contend for the victory but one other name that we really need to watch is matt hamilton <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know there it is matt hamilton yep well, look at Dave. Look at his, look at his results. Right, six starts at the at the Super Nationals. Only one time has he ever finished outside uh, the top five. Uh, a win in S four back in two thousand thirteen. There's a guy that runs. He ran the Pro Class, right? Run the S one category many times. He's won at the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. Uh, of course, Matt Hamilton coming in from from Australia, uh, rather from from New Zealand, and just he could he could run with the pros. Well, he so, was third. He was third last year at the Super Nationals in pro. In pro, in pro. So exactly. uh, you take that speed, you bring it over to uh, G one. But again, he hasn't run this engine package. So how is he going to adapt to that? So that's that's kind of a question going in uh, into the week. I like uh, Skitchy Barnes coming in as well. Scott Barnes from from Bermuda coming in to run. Uh, spectator the last couple of years, but he's coming in with his good friend Derek Crockett. They're going to run an Intrepid. Uh, obviously, Scott, uh, kind of one of the, the the stars and the supporters of karting in Bermuda, had a chance to spend some time with him there. He'll definitely be one to watch. I think Joe Ruck could have a good weekend as well for Harden Motorsports Group uh, on that DR card. Joe, of course, one of the street racers uh, from Indiana. We see him at the Battle of the Brickyard, other events like that. You know, if he gets hot and gets comfortable, he could be in the fight too, I think. Well, you got Joe, you got Skitchy, and you got Tony Mulatto making their Masters debuts at the Super Nationals. So that go. that's that's going to be some of those. Those three are going to be wild cards going into the weekend for sure. Because you're not going to, sh- you know, they have pace to run at least mid pack in in S one. Where are they going to line up when they when they strap on a little bit more weight and go against the uh, the elder drivers? couple drivers as well with experience in this engine package running the Pro Tour all year long. Dan Montiero out of Canada running for Rawlison Performance Group, as is Justin Peck, national number three out of Utah. Uh, he's Again, these guys have the experience, ran the whole Pro Tour. Could be some interesting racing in G1. Now, David, let's do the predictions. Uh, I've, I actually spent the time this morning to go over these, whether that's going to help me. I might have been better yesterday when I was kind of flying off or the last <laughs> podcast, rather, when I was just spinning off the top of my head. But uh you want to go first? Yeah, I'll, go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. I actually printed it right. out this time, so that way I don't lose it. Sort of, yeah, sort of uh, so G1, 
I got to go with Matt Hamilton. He finished third in pro last year. I, you were probably picking the same winner, I know. Uh, but I got to go with Hamilton. Even though the engine package is new to him, I think he's just going to adapt quickly uh, aboard the Illuminos. It's won at the Super Nationals many times. He was actually the first driver to win at the Super Nationals on Illuminos in 2013. So a little stat there for you. Uh, Jordan, Jordan. Boom. I'll, I'll use that. I'll use that in my okay. announcing. I appreciate uh, Jordan, Jordan Musser, second. Uh, Ryan Kinnear third. I have Joe Roke finishing in fourth. I think he's going to be the wild card. And then I got Rob Logan finishing fifth. I think him not running all season might be the, uh, the Achilles heel, uh, to him defending as the uh, victor. But, uh, I think, I think Joe moving up to the masters, he's going to be in the mix there. Kind of like what we saw Musser and Kinnear do as soon as they moved into masters as well too. So, uh, but again, Musser and Kinnear really tough going to be i think it's going to be a nail biter uh for the top three i think hamilton muster and kinnear are going to be right there and i think it's whoever whoever doesn't make the least amount of mistakes i like that that's that's pretty solid okay here's mine and i'll give you my reasoning I, I, i'm i'm with you on matt hamilton i've got him p1 i just think the his ability his skill set uh to be able to still run with the pro drivers you know he's got what it takes that the, the platform is there the engine package with george tavares and on that program the Illuminos is a great engine i got matt winning uh, just based on his, his long time Supernats, uh, 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 record, because the thing about the Supernats is sometimes there's drivers who are, are badass all year long, win championships, whatever. And they come to Supernats, they can't find that magic. There's something about the Supernats and being good there. I got Ryan Kinnear P2, especially coming off that success at the Rock the Rio. He's second. Knowing the racetrack, coming in, knowing the track. And being fast there and knowing how to get around the fact the track didn't change that much. I've still got Rob Logan in, in third, even though I just I just think that he's going to get comfortable. You know, he did do enough running this year. I think Logan P3. I've got Jordan Musser in fourth. Uh, and then I was back and forth with Joe Ruck and, and this guy here for fifth. I went with the other guy. I'm going to go Bonner Moulton in fifth. Just a veteran driver. I just I have a feeling that he's going to be fast. There's a lot of good speed coming out of the RPG tent. Uh, for Rawls and Performance Group, I got I got Bonner Moulton P five. Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, last year, I think yeah, I that. think last year we act, I I had I think I had all five in this category. Let me look at the script here. We're gonna go down. Uh, yes, I had all five in the Master Shifter made the top five. Now I didn't get them all. Yeah, yep. all your five. So okay. so that's the challenge. That's the challenge laid down. Right. So now we go to G two. Yeah, I think we can blow through G2 yep. pretty quickly. Uh, this is a category that that really is just going to start to grow. Uh, they're going to add uh, one other driver this particular weekend. Five drivers in the G2 category. Brett Harrelson, Carl Lewis, Patrick O'Neill, Ken Schilling, and Nathan Stewart adding on. Uh, moving over to the PSL karting tent on the Burrell Art, the driver who lives in Texas from New Zealand. Nathan's going to come into play as well. Do you want to just, we just jump into uh, predictions then, David? I think that's probably the key deal, right? Sounds good. All right, you want me to, you, I guess I'll, you, yeah, you you go first. Okay, here's the thing. For me, when it comes to G two, you got I look back to the S four Supermasters battles, uh, the whole program. I, you know what? I'm going to throw it out here. I'm going to go Nathan Stewart. I think Nathan's going to win. I think that he's got the speed to win. Uh, he's been down there testing with with Jake and Mark French on the PSL. They've done a lot. Of, got got some seat time. Uh, I think Nathan's going to win. I think that uh, Patrick O'Neill. I think he is always hard to beat. Patrick is so strong in that CRG. Uh, coming off, uh, he's always strong at the uh, at the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. I think, which is always a bit of a precursor to me. Uh, Patrick O'Neill second. I got Brett Harrelson, the Pro Tour champion, in third. I got Ken Schilling fourth, and I got Carl Lewis 
in the fifth spot. That's my top five. Yeah, very similar, very similar. I do have Nathan Stewart winning the race. Uh, he finished sixth overall in the Master Shifter category last year. So even though he's moving to a new chassis, I still think he's going to be yeah. uh, among the quickest guys, if not maybe even top five close to uh, the uh, G1 guys as well, depending on, and again, Ooh. well, right. I mean, how yeah, are they going to split it. it? Because again, we're doing, you know, some races we had them mixed in together. Some races we had them separate. We haven't heard how they are exactly going to format these two uh, race groups that have two classes in them. So that's that's. I think we we split start last year, right? We didn't have any. We didn't we have had... any two class groups. Oh, wait, that was the year. We've had them at the okay, Pro yeah, Tour. Right. We've had them at the Pro Tour, yeah. but we've never had a Super Nationals where we have two classes running at the same time. This... We didn't do S four Masters. No, they've the always been separated. Ago? They've always been separated. Mike, remember Mike Jones had the big dramatic win in, in Super Masters in 2017, 2016. I believe it oh, was yeah, um, uh, Robert Marks winning that race. Uh, so, yeah. All right. I got you. So, got again, you. Okay. who knows how they're going to do it. Hopefully, they have them separated on the split start. That'll be best, in my opinion. But uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I have Stewart winning. I have uh, O'Neill second. I have Brett. Oh, that, that was yours. Sorry. I have Brett Harrelson in second spot. O'Neill third, Ken Schilling fourth, Carl Lewis fifth. We're close. We're close. I think I'm going to kick your ass on that one. We'll see. We're all, we're going to get all top five in that. <laughs> we're gonna get, we're all going to get unless somebody five. walks up. Unless somebody walks this up. This is true. You're right. You're right. All right. Uh, next up, folks, on the the docket here on this edition of the Outlap. Again, my name is Rob Howden. Uh, David Cole here, of course, because uh, we do the preview podcast for the 23rd running of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals here on the EKN Radio Network. We hope you're listening on your mobile device because that means that you've downloaded the EKN Radio Network app. If you're not, if you're listening to the podcast, the first opportunity to get any of the content we push out is on the EKN Radio Network. You can go to ecardinews.com slash radio or download the EKN Radio app. You get it anywhere you want. Perfect for driving to work uh, or coming home. David, into the X30 Master category for you and I, of course, one of our absolute favorites, the Rawlson Performance Group, the sponsor this year, 61 entries in X30 Master. This was a class, you know, back in the day when it was just 44, it sold out within, what, two, three hours, right? Everybody was waiting up to get their entry in because, because Masters always sold out, always the first to sell out, continues to grow. They opened it up to the two categories. I'd love to see it at 88 one day. But 61 is a pretty damn good field. Well, you have guys that are getting too old and then you have some new guys coming in. So it's a little bit, you know, it's just like the stock market up and down, up and down. But uh, yes, it was. Guys are, hey, hey, guys are hesitant. Guys are hesitant to quit, to retire. And guys are hesitant to jump right. in. Right. Some of the guys, that, as soon as they turn 30, they're like, no, nah, I'm never going to run Masters. Well, then 31, 32, they're jumping in. And they're loving exactly. Oh, I, I mean, we we have a we have a good handful of those that have moved finally moved into the master ranks and uh, yep. are happy to be racing towards the front instead of at the back in the senior category and and we're racing around a bunch of noobs. But um, yeah, this 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 category is always fun to watch and it, and it the way it's it's progressed throughout the years at the Super Nationals. Uh, I we I was there for the second edition of it. The first time it ever ran at the Super Nationals was two thousand three at the Rio. Uh, Michael Brooks was able to double up. He went one at the Rio, one at Sam Boyd to uh, become the first yep. two-time uh, winner. Uh, as we mentioned already, John Crow uh, won in 2005. Hot Rocks, Travis Irving winning, winning in 2006. Uh, the late – oh, go ahead. Hold on. Give it – what's what's the what was the cool thing about, about – Oh, Irving's he was winning? like – 
18, but he was like a 250 pounds. So, so it was that time, yeah. uh, when tag tag had the, uh, if you're over 200 pounds, you could come race the master's category. So it allowed him and, and, and there were several others that, uh, a good handful of others that, that took opportunities to do that being a bit taller, because, you know, it's not exactly like Irving is is fat. He's just tall. I mean, he's six. He's 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 like a linebacker that's trying to race carts. So uh, it, it makes for a challenge. <laughs> All right. Keep going, sir. Yeah. So uh, 2007, uh, the late Jerry Henderson uh, winning that one. And uh, I believe that was a bit of a, a chaotic race as well, too. And ever since then, I think this master's category has been a bit chaotic, Uh We've seen driver provisional winners get uh, disqualified. We've seen other stuff happen. We've seen drivers kicked out of the Scusa organization for fighting. (laughs) Um, It's it's this this category is definitely one to watch, especially on Super Sunday. I think I think things are a little bit little bit timid. They get a little heated now and then during the heat races, just to kind of while everybody's feeling each other out. But uh, yeah, this is one to watch on Super Sunday. I'm sure you probably have it in the uh, in the by the numbers. And I'll just because one of the things I look at all this category has been for the last nine years dominated by international drivers, which I think is something crazy. As you continue to go through former winners, only there's only been one American winner in the last nine years, and that was Jim Russell Jr. on the Parallel back in 2013. The rest we've had these badasses coming in from you know from down under. We've got guys coming in from Brazil. That, those are the guys who have won these races. If I recall, I don't think Russell actually won on track. No, too. I, that I was one he, of the years that Kip Foster got DQ'd, I think, wasn't it? Uh, that might have been Ethan Wilson's year. Ooh. I think 2013, because Neen Cotter, so here's the deal. Neen Cotter, <laughs> yeah. Lee Donardo Neen Cotter, the Brazilian, is the 2010, 2011, 2012 winner. The first two editions was Kip Foster getting disqualified in tech both yeah. years. So Neen Cotter's third race was his actual first one that he won on track where the other twos were both disqualifications. And then the next year, 2013, because again, this was still tag master. This wasn't uh, IAMI only engines. And so you had, you had Matories, you had yeah. rocks, you had IAMIs, yep. uh, lots of different, different engines. And in 2013, I think Ethan Wilson came out with a victory and then his timing was off. So he was disqualified that gave I the win to right. Jim Russell. So right. still I, would have been an American win. So, and then, yes. So you look at 2016, uh, Eduardo Dieter was the provisional winner on the racetrack, but on track penalties took him off the top of the podium, gave Renato Jotter David the actual victory that year. So I think, I think maybe 2017 might've been the same situation. I, I I believe Chris Walton actually won it on track. I'm not, I can't, I cannot remember off the top of my head. So I think, Maybe David, David, remember, David, remember in the, the year Walton won. Remember the the, uh, the barrier. That's what it was. The a red water flag came out. Red flag came shut out. down early. That's right. Yep. So yeah, that, that had really a little good. bit of. I think last year was like the first year we didn't have any drama. <laughs> true, I think true. Foster actually <laughs> won it handedly, no issues, uh, for his third time. So Kip Foster, a four, a three time winner. Leonardo Nincotter, a three time winner. So we got three international or two international drivers with three victories. Uh, and Billy Cleveland leads the way in you with USA with two wins in the category. And right on off the top, I'm looking at your, your by the numbers here on our script. Um, two drivers, 
three-time winners, both Leonardo Nienkotter and Kip Foster, looking to join the elusive. I can't even call it a group. They would they would they would turn it into a duo because, as we said, Connor De Felipe, who's now a professional race car driver in sports cars, the only driver ever to win four races at the Super Nationals. Both Foster and Nienkotter with a chance to join that company. Correct. So, and then you add, so their winners, their previous winners. And as I mentioned already, Cleveland and uh, Renato are previous winners. So we have four different super nationals winners in the field. We also have four pro tour champions in the field with Neen Cotter, Derek Wayne, this year's champion, Matt Johnson, and then Scott Falcone making a return to uh Supercarts USA super nationals. I saw that continue on. You got more, you got more good stuff here. Yeah, 10 drivers. So uh, t- you kind of already mentioned that um, we've had uh, only one American in the last nine years. Well, we've had 10, uh, 10 different drivers win the category since 2003. So we've had over that period of time, 10 different winners. Uh, in the entry list, we have 12 different countries represented. So we know the international flavor is going to be there. Uh, depending on uh, who's going to be there on Super Sunday, will still be determined. Uh, and 31 drivers from last year's field are racing this year. So very experienced again, what, and a very experienced field once again, uh, that we always see in ta- in X30 master. All right. So, uh, I have to print this out at least the, the grid out at least big enough so I can read it with my, with my glasses on. So it's two pages <laughs> with 30, with 61 drivers in X30 master. You scroll down. I, I, as I do, I kind of scroll down and I'm checking off some of the guys that I think we should probably mention, man. And it's just. I got ticks all the way down. I probably got 20 guys here, David, that we could probably mention. You know, you look at the national number one, national number two, you know, Matt Johnson, Vache Tatikian, Derek Wang, top three drivers in the pro tour. Definitely. Uh, you have to consider them as, as factors in the race this weekend. Yeah. And Tatikian comes in with a lot of momentum. I think this is probably one of his best seasons karting uh, that we know of. Uh, he won on the pro tour, yeah. finally got that pro tour victory. He won the Canadian nationals. Uh, and was able to earn a ticket and go race over at the Rock Cup USA or Rock Cup International or Rock Cup Super Final. You got it. Getting they changed the name, <laughs> uh, and then uh, won the Rock the Rio just a couple of weeks ago at in Las Vegas. So this has got to be you know he's he's probably walking on cloud nine right now just throughout, <laughs> just from his season. Now he goes in as a national number two driver probably. Probably had a chance to, uh, to to contend, but Matt Johnson was just a little bit too strong, winning the last four main events uh, on the year. But uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be a factor. Derek Wang, uh, his best finish at the Super Nationals is a third coming in 2016. Had a DNF last year. So he's kind of one of those drivers that is great all year long, as you mentioned, and then comes into the Super Nationals and it's kind of like, where'd they go? So uh, we'll see which Derek Wang kind of shows up uh, this year. Indeed. Uh, okay, let's let's have a look through other drivers in your mind that you that you want to bring up right now. I'll let you maybe throw a couple out, and I'll throw a couple out, and we'll kind of go back and forth. Yeah, I think we've talked about previous winners, so we know we know Foster's going to be there, Cleveland. We know Neen Cotter's going to be in the mix. Uh, you already mentioned the the Pro Tour drivers. What about the uh, US PKS drivers? I know uh, the Masters category there start, came back two years ago. It's been yep. one of the more competitive categories. And, and, and as we talked about, drivers moving up into the Masters ranks, well, there's two of them, Scott Kopp and Darren Marcus. Uh, these two drivers exactly. uh, have been fast all season long. Marcus has four runner-up finishes at the USPKS this year, Kopp winning one of the uh, six main events they had. Uh, Kopp's making his first start at the Super Nationals since, I believe, 2015. 
this will be Marcus's second in the category. He actually finished 11th last year racing under the uh, world champion Terry Fullerton. So that'll be uh, a really cool deal. And then don't forget Scott Roberts and, uh, and uh, uh, Danny Robertson. Uh, they were part of the USPKS program as well. Uh, Roberts and Robertson know how to party. So hopefully we'll get one of them on the podium again this year. Maybe have a big party on Sunday. Uh, okay, so you went USPKS. I, I got a couple of guys as well. Let's look maybe maybe uh, West Coast. Um, I, I never think you can kind of look past uh, Jess Peterson. Here's a guy that can. He, he's had success before, top 10 last couple of years. Uh, he's been a national number plate holder. Didn't do a lot of racing this year. Jess Peterson going to be one to watch. Carlos Calderon, I think, will be very interesting as well. Car- you know, Carlos, for some reason, bad luck. The, the dark cloud likes to, to chase him around. But, you know, the t- there's been times, David, we've seen Carlos see, just show so much speed. Uh, I think he, I think if he gets on a, a good roll early now, again, that, that the weather, if it, we get some rain on Wednesday and Thursday, it's going to shake everything up. But I really think Carlos on the Illuminos. He's, he was eighth last year. He could definitely be in the fight, too. Yeah, he was a uh, top qualifier at the uh, Summer Nationals on either Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember which. But, uh, yeah, he definitely has the ability to put down the speed. Uh, it, again, it's just avoiding that black cloud, whether it's mechanical or just some on-track situations that catch him off guard. Um, that's that's going to be uh, what he's going to have to avoid in order to be in that top 10. Uh, other drivers maybe that you've looked at, you, you mentioned Scott Falcone, one I'll kind of bring up that I watched. It'll be interesting to see how he steps up here at a national level. He did decently on the Pro Tour. Uh, Miguel Mir, who's kind of the, uh, the the badass Masters driver in Texas, he rolls in running with the guys from Crosslink Competition. Tim Meyer from Rollison Performance Group coming off a pretty good run at the Rock the Rio as well. Yeah, he won the uh, Master 100cc category there, actually made one of the great passes of the event going from third to first and at the end of the straightaway. Uh, and so and actually did double duty, was a top 10 uh, racer in the Masters Rock class, but uh, contact in the opening lap took him out of contention. So, yeah, he's he'll, he'll be one to watch that's from the West Coast. Uh, but you also got to look at more international drivers. Uh, I think one that kind of stands out to me, uh, with Martin Pierce, uh, former yeah. 2008 Rotax champion, uh, also raced, uh, I believe, once at the Pro Tour, I believe last year. I don't think he did it this year or might have been this year. I can't remember which what. But uh, so the Brit is uh, or the Irishman is actually living in the United States now uh, in South Carolina. And so he'll be aboard a comp cart. So he's going to be one that could uh, could be one of those wild card uh, international drivers. Former Rock Island Grand Prix winner as well. Exactly. That was uh, 2006. Very early on in your tenure, David, with eCardi News. It was, <laughs> it was either five or six because I know it was uh, the one guy won in 2004, which was my first Jim one. Cassie. Jim Cassie won in 2004. So I think Pierce won in 2006 on a wild card. There it is. I was just going to ask if you knew that. All right. Eduardo Dieter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, yep, Eduardo yep. Dieter's always been quick at the Super Nationals as well. He's going to be back. He was a DNF last year, but three top tens before that DNF. Dieter, he'll be with the CRG Nordam crew. Nick DeGraff coming off a uh, a, a victory at the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. He's a Lancaster uh, resident, so that was cool for him to win at home. And again, we just always... Lancaster is kind of that West Coast race you go to do as a kind of a little bit of a tune-up. The street race, running around the barriers, it's narrow. Uh, he got the win there. What, how, we'll see how that plays out for Nick. He hasn't had the best success. He was 21st last year. The other one I want to throw up because we watched, we've watched him 
put in some good good runs. If he qualifies well and gets in the fight, I don't I don't want to count out Billy Lewis with Mike Doty Racing. I just think that uh, if he gets himself in the right mindset and and they put things together, Billy Lewis could be a could be top ten, could be top five. He could even battle for the race win. Yeah, I think the only thing that might hamper him is the amount of racing that he's done in in this yep. season. Uh, I believe he ra- yeah he raced at the Summer Nationals, so he's got that under his belt. But uh, yeah, he came in and finished 14th in his first Masters race uh, at the Super Nationals last year. Exactly. So I definitely think he's going to be one of, again, the top 20 in this field is going to be outrageous because it, I mean, there's so many drivers that you can pick from to be right there in the top 20 alone. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. We are ready for predictions for the X30 Masters category. David, uh, you did G1, I did G2. You can lead it off with X30 Master. All right, I will. Uh, I'll I'll go backwards. I'm going to start with fifth place this time. Uh, right. I have Billy Cleveland. Uh, you can't count out the 64 year old. Uh, <laughs> you cannot count Crazy. him out. Uh, he's going to be right there. One of my heroes. Yeah, one of my heroes. Definitely for sure. So I have him in fifth. Uh, Martin Pierce. I have running fourth. I have uh, Renato Jader David running third. I have Scuso Pro Tour champion Matt Johnson in the second spot. And winning it for a fourth time officially is Kip Foster. So I I I, th- I think we're going to make history in this class. He's going to be our first or second four time Super Nationals winner. Um, I also thought about putting in Neen Cotter in there, uh, who could could be a four time winner, uh, but I think he's going to be playing dad, racer dad, in the morning hours with his son. So I think. That's going to be a really hard thing to juggle. Otherwise, I think I would have put him in the top five if he was all focused 100% like he used to be. Uh, but don't count him out still. I still think he might be there. Uh, but uh, And then there's just so many others we could have picked from, but uh, I, those are my five. All right. Did <laughs> you and I, I told too you much we're like here. a married we couple. Even, we, <laughs> we are. This is bad. This is bad. Uh, I have Kip Foster for the win, joining the uh, the, the four time uh, the four time group with Connor DeFilippi. I've got Matt Johnson in second, and I've got Renato Jader David in third. We swap things up for fourth and fifth. Um, I got I'm going with Neen Cotter for 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 P four. I think uh, Leonardo again. The, the, just the remember what he did last year, right? Had the trouble and had to oh, come yes. to the tail of the yes. field. Uh, was it did something? Didn't did had trouble in qualifying, right? And had to come all the way through and end up working his way back forward. Um, came back to 12th, but he was like, we were following him through the field. It was an amazing story throughout the entire weekend. I got him fourth, and I'm going to throw one out here for fifth because I, I just I want to I want to see this happen. I want to see the battle happen. I got Scott Cop P5. He's my he's my P5 Ooh. guy on the podium. Scott Cop. I, I don't know. That's a good idea because if if you recall, T we 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 projected TJ Coyne to win K100. I didn't say win for Cop. Okay, said, but still podium. Yeah. I'm just going with it. Okay. P- P5. I think he's going to have a good. I think he. I think he's going to be good. I really do. All right. Well, there he's been. He's, he's been driving. You know, and, and you know, TJ's there. The guy. I think they're going to come up with a really good setup for those carts, and I think Scott's going to be good. I'm going to. I'm going to have to tell you what I told TJ yesterday about something later, but we can, that'll be off <laughs> okay. off air. All right. Good enough. Good enough. There you go. That's Foster Johnson, David, Neen Cotter, and Cop. That's my time. All right. I like it. I, I could go with you it too. That? But yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, folks, commercial break number two coming here as uh, we are on our second edition of the Outlap Preview Podcast. Uh, my name is Rob Howden. David Cole and I breaking down or not breaking down, previewing. We'll break down in the debrief 
previewing the upcoming Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Stay with us. Next up, KZ. The 2020 racing season is closing fast, and Supercarts USA will press the reset button just after the new year for the third running of the Scusa Winter Series. The program drew big numbers last year, and we expect solid growth for the coming edition. We're again setting up shop at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires, for two exciting doubleheader weekends on January 10 to 12 and February 7 to 9. All the Scusa Pro Tour classes will be running at the Winter Series, so it's the perfect spring training for next year's National Championship Series. The weather will be ideal, so get out of the snow and join us for two fun weekends in South Florida. We'll have Pro and G1 G2 Shifter featuring the IAMI SSE 175cc engine and all the IAMI X30, KA100, and Swift classes as well. We'll also be welcoming the popular Margate Ignite Challenge to the Winter Series for a little taste of Briggs 206 competition. Registration opens on December 1st. For more information, visit supercartsusa.com. And to learn more about the Margate Ignite program, check out ignitecarting.com. Are you looking for a new card shop? One that treats you like you're an important customer? If so... Look no further than Acceleration Car Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time karting business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices, and service. At Acceleration Car Racing, we're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a kart racer needs, from turnkey carts to safety equipment, engines and more, stocking all of the leading kart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, IAMI, MG Tires, Vinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, Ribtech, and EVS, Tiller, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and KNN. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, we will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shopakr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration has a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shopakr.com. Again, shopakr.com. And make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season. Again, we're a one-stop shop. Shopakr.com. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Cartsport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. 
Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Kart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, kart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at kartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Kartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode number two of the EKN Outlap preview podcast david cole and i rob howden uh looking at the upcoming supercarts usa super nationals we're going class by class doing uh, talk about former winners by the numbers david's put some cool numbers together some insights uh, on each category and then we'll make our predictions after we've looked through the actual grid kz this category not what it used to be obviously the supercarts usa not getting all the international the uh, the manufacturer support bringing the big dogs over as it has in, in years past, for whatever reason, uh, down to 22 entries this year. The category brought to you by Alpine Stars, stars rather. But, David, we've seen some really big names. The factory drivers did come in to run, try to take that $10,000 from Tom Kutcher, uh, down to 22 entries this year. But but as you look at the former winners, man, there's been some pretty pretty amazing names. There, there are some good names. And again, this category actually dates back to the original Super Nationals back in 1997 because it began with, I believe, what was called 125 Open, which allowed for engines such as a Formula C engine that was going on uh, throughout the world. Uh, three, The first three-time winner was Michael Valiante uh, on the Ital Kart winning this category the first three years. Uh, it actually went dormant in 2000. I believe it was just the S1 category that year. Uh, and then in 2001, they named it Super Pro, uh, which brought in, uh, which moved that S1 category up to Super Pro. And then Scott Speed winning that. 2012, when it went to the Rio, it was uh, a little bit of a mixture because we had Super Pro and then we had what came back as ICC. Uh, Ron White winning Super Pro, David Yurka winning ICC. So we kind of had a split headline uh, shifter group uh, that year. Uh, and then 2003 is when it moved uh, over to the ICC category. And that was the breakthrough victory for uh, Wesley Boswell. Uh, as I mentioned, Jason Bowles winning in 2004. Uh, Lorenzo Mandarino became the first Canadian or second Canadian to win the, uh, the division yeah. in 2005 at Sam Boyd. Uh, Gary Carlton, his first of two victories in the category, his first coming in 2006 aboard the CRG. Uh, and that's when the international flavor really began in 2007. The actual, the year I didn't show up was the uh, the year that Mar- Marco Artigo came over and won the category. Uh, and then from there, it was re- it's been a really international field. We have Jonathan Tanan, Boss Lammers, Artigo, Anthony Abbas, Artigo again, Abbas winning again, and then Paulo De Canto. Uh, winning one of his three in 2014 uh, with Gary Carlton breaking up uh, his streak there in 2015. Yeah, emotional win for Carlton. Remember in 2015, that was unbelievable. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. What? 
Yep, that was good. Um, something just got in my throat there right when Man. I was going to talk. I was getting a little emotional too. Um, you were. You got choked up there. I no, it. because that because at that time Gary was over there in Europe racing full time and find and hooked up with the Formula K crew and was racing as a factory driver then. So it was kind of a cult, a, a great ending to uh, to that season for him. Uh, because as we know, he would come back here, uh, in a couple of years after that and now starting his own, uh, chassis brand. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it was, uh, that was kind of like him leaving on a high note type, uh, type, not, not so much leaving at that time, but you, you kind of knew like that, that was kind of like the final run for him. Uh, 2016, 2017 on the CRG, Paulo de Canto kind of just uh, rolled through. It was, uh, I don't want to say dominant, but it seemed like for me that he had pretty much control. He knew what he had to do to win those. Last year was interesting for sure. And that was, uh, we, we didn't uh, didn't have again as, as many international drivers as we, we hoped to have over. But wow, we had a battle. Marion Kremers since he jumped out and had that the win in hand uh, at a pretty solid lead. We had a red flag for an instant uh uh, where a driver got into the barriers, that red flag kind of caught out uh, Kremers, opened the door for Leonardo Lorandi to step through on the parallel, and he was able to come and, and grab that victory and probably sets up maybe a bit of a revenge factor right now for, for Marion uh, Kremers to come back to try to win here this year. But it was a big win for Lorandi. Uh, and again, as you said, David, the uh, the open class has been has been part of this program from the very get-go, whether it was Formula C or ICC or KZ, um, it, it has been part of the Supernats from the very beginning back in 1997. Let's have a look at by the numbers, David, because you got a couple of good ones here. Yeah, well, we only have uh, two former Supernationals winners actually in the field. Yeah. Uh, Matias Ramirez, uh, t- uh, S2 winner, who will be uh, racing aboard the Track Magic. We'll get a little bit more into that yeah. later. And then uh, not officially on the entry list, but going to be there, uh, Danny Formal racing on the Formula K chassis brand with Leading Edge. So uh, those are going to be the two former winners, Super Nationals winners, actually in the field. We have, uh, and you, as we just went through the the winner list, we've only had three uh, Americans win in the last 16 years in this category. Uh, you got Carlton winning twice, Jason Bowles and Wesley Boswell dating back to the 2003 edition. Uh, nine countries are represented, even though the field is small. There's still nine countries represented in the entry list and nine rookies, uh, KZ rookies at the Super Nationals this year. So this will be their first KZ class at the Super Nationals. And 11 of the 11 of the drivers are actually returning from last year's uh, events. All right, so you kind of look at the guys from last year that that you expect to be in the fight. Marion Kremers, as I said, back with PSL Carding. He's going to be there. Noel Mollel. And Maximilian Paul, two drivers that were in the top five battle throughout the entire week and actually led heat races. I think Malel won one of the heat races. Uh, Malel running on Tony Kart for Rawlison Performance Group and Maximilian Paul for DRT Racing on the DR Kart. Uh, three international drivers, David, that are most definitely going to be gunning for podium positions. Yeah, Mal is is among one of the, the uh, Tony Kart factory drivers uh, over in Europe. Finished 24th at the Worlds this year. Uh, Paul uh, is... DNF in 2017, but as you said, was among uh, one of the quick drivers all last year, last year finishing up in third. Uh, but really, uh, the top returning USA driver uh, is uh, on a new chassis this year. Rory Vanderster uh, last year was aboard the Tony Kart. We had some great onboard footage of him from uh, Wednesday night, I believe, under the lights there. Uh, 
on our uh, YouTube page. This year now moving over to the Checkered Motorsports crew on the Magic Heart, a brand new chassis that's coming into uh, the United States. Yeah, Bedoza, Andrew Bedoza will be driving that as well. Uh, we saw that uh, come out uh, online. So uh, both Bedozo and Rory Vanister on the Magic Machine should be interesting. Uh, Paula Malel, I know, will be in, in the fight for sure. Uh, Emilian Denner, I think, should be should be interesting to watch, David. I don't know a ton about him on the Sony card. I'm going to obviously do a little more research, and I know you have already. Tell us what you know about Emilian Denner. Yeah, definitely one of the top shifter card drivers right now over in Europe. Won the KZ2 Super Cup. Uh, event that was held at South Garter there during the KZ World Championship event. Uh, so we have both Kremers and Denner, who are the top two shifter cart drivers in the world coming to the uh, the Super Nationals. So that'll be good to see. We'll see how Denner, uh, uh, how he's able to uh, to compete against Kremers and Emile and Paul and, and the rest of the top uh, Americans that are going to be here, along with Jamaicans, uh, Colin Daly, another international driver. Uh, finished tenth last year in the uh, in the pro shifter category. He'll be doing uh, double duty on the week, uh, so he could be the Jamaican sensation. <laughs> maybe on the podium. Uh, a couple of drivers underneath the, the uh, GFC, the uh, Gary Carlton's program underneath their tent. Uh, Hunter Pickett from for Pickett Racing in the number uh, uh, number thirty six. Uh, Pickett uh, has shown well. He's a pro tour winner in, in that pro category last couple of years. I think he could you know, if he gets into the into the groove, could be very interesting to watch. And for me, uh, under the tent, I think it's, it, this brings so much of it full circle from the early days. This re- this return of the Track Magic brand, I think, is super super exciting. Something that came from really a really grassroots deal where guys were, were refurbishing their, their, their track magics, getting out and, and doing some laps out at Dixon, out at Davis. Uh, it ends up fueling this movement, this track, manic, uh, track magic owners group on you know, a Facebook group. Uh, that starts bringing together all the old track magic drivers, Jason LaPointe, uh, Howie Idelson, Kyle Martin, Oliver Rowan, Landon Yee, all these guys. And George Barrow starts coming out. Big Rich Bakke, uh, who was, uh, of course, one of the crew members for Track Magic back in the day. If you're a Scooza fan, those of you who've been around for for you know about 15 to 20 years, this Track Magic brand was this like, iconic brand uh, produced by Fausto Vitello of uh, of Thrasher and Independent Trucks fame. Uh, it was just this. It was just this outlaw kind of program back in the the late '90s, early 2000s, where it was an American-made chassis, and Fausto was spending money trying to uh, make sure he was battling with the European brands. And uh, to see them come back, it, really interesting. Obviously, this Track Magic deal, Jason Lapointe, Howie Idelson, all getting together on it. Uh, Ryan Fow involved as well. They bring Gary Carlton in. We're going to have a badged Track Magic chassis uh, for the first time in many years. Uh, and it's going to be in the KZ class. There's going to be a ton of people from the Track Magic family, the history of the of the, of the brand, uh, Trackside. This is going to be a really cool addition to the 23rd edition um, of this event. Yeah, it it, it is. And I, it would have been a little bit better to have it kind of coincide with uh, Fausto getting inducted into the Scusa Hall of Fame, but it's just a year later, so it's still still yeah. good. And I think it kind of triggered that that momentum when he was inducted last year of of how cool it. it it was a movement, you know, and it, and it, and it, it's a culture. It's the, the track magic is really, you know, 
it's very similar to how skateboarding is. It's it's a culture. It's it's a pack. Yeah. You know, and so the the Track Magic brand was like that, especially the the people who were in the Northern California area for them because that's home. You know, it's it's very similar to some of the older Margay drivers or the older Emic drivers or or the old in, Invader guys. You know, it it was yeah. it was their it was their culture. It was their thing. It was that 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 was home. That was that was their their family type uh, mentality. So it'll be really cool to see them. And you know, hopefully, this will be something that'll be part of uh, the Super Nationals every year with the you know the almost like a track magic reunion type deal at the Super Nationals and, and, and cheering on a track magic cart out on the racetrack. Yeah, you mentioned last year when Fausto Vitello uh, inducted into the Supercarts USA Hall of Fame, a deserving honor for sure for a guy that really uh, played an amazing role in the development, the excitement, the outlaw mentality uh, of shifter cart racing. I mentioned Rich Bakke, uh, Joe Fong was there as well. These are guys that were involved super early in the Track Magic program. Joe Barros, of course, ran the entire program, built the engines for Track Magic. I, they're all going to be here. I, it'll be cool for. You know, for the people that were part of that pack, like you said, you know, you're a family when you were part of Track Magic. There are also going to be Track Magic, ex-Track Magic drivers who still have carts and are driving them, but around the country as well. Because not only was it a Northern California deal, they sold Track Magics everywhere. Joe Janowski ran a Track Magic. You know, Alan Rudolph, Jonathan Bomarito, you go through the names of guys. Scott Speed and Alex Speed drove Track Magics when they were younger. But guys uh, in the East Coast as well, there was a great Track Magic group. Uh, you know, in the Great Lakes area, there was a lot of guys that ran Track Magic down in Florida, a big group in Texas as well. So I think when it, when we go live on Facebook, on Scooza's Facebook on Super Sunday with the main events, I think we're going to see a lot of people. We're going to see the numbers jump when we go KZ racing because there's going to be a lot of people who ha- who have Track Magic as part of their motorsports timeline. We're going to be tuned in to see what Mateus Ramirez can do. This should be interesting. I love seeing him out there. It's going to be fun. They've done a lot of testing. Uh, it should be cool to see if if Matias can can put this thing on the podium. So I believe I went first last time. So I believe this is uh, your turn to go first with our predictions. I'm in. Let me grab my sheet. I actually printed this out as you said. All right, I'll start from the top and go down. Here's my call. Uh, it's going to be an opportunity for revenge, as I said, for Marion Kremers. I don't think that uh, I think he's going to come in, put in a flawless weekend. He's the KZ World Champion. I think he's going to take a win for PSL Karting and Burrell Arts. Um, Based on what we saw at Rock the Rio and the connection they have, you know, Greg Bell from Leading Edge Motorsports and Danny Formal, I'm going to put them P2. I think Danny's just one of those guys that uh, steps up for big races, actually any race, but he'll step up for a big race. And I think they're going to connect. And I think he's going to be P2. And he may even challenge Kremers. We'll see. I've got Emilian Denner in third. It's his first run here at the Supernats. We'll see how he's able to handle it. Uh, but I have a feeling that he's going to be very good out of the gate. And by the time we get to Super Sunday, he's going to be fast. I am going to say that the Track Magic family is going to be screaming and yelling on Super Sunday because I think Matias Ramirez is going to be on the podium. I got him fourth. It could be higher, it could be lower, but I think he's going to put the Track Magic on the podium. And I round out with Noah Mallel on the Tony Kart for Rawlison Performance Group because he really impressed me last year. There was consistency from the start of the weekend to the end of the weekend. I think Mallel, especially if we get some rain coming in as well, let's say we have a, a wet qualifying, I think some guys with, with more rain experience uh, could be fast. That's my top five, David Kremers. From Al, Denner, Ramirez, Malel. Uh yes, we are a married couple. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, we we only have two of the same drivers in the same position. All right, oh. but the but the top five is all the same. <laughs> now, now, mind you, this this category only had twenty two guys, yep. so it was a little bit easier to to match up. 
So I will stay, state that. All right. uh, I, I do have Kremers. I think he's going to get redemption for that victory that he lost last year. Uh, he, he's going to, I think he's going to win it handily just as he was out front last year handily. Uh, I think Denner is going to be a uh, second spot. Uh, okay. I think he, he has the speed to be fast. He's proven it uh, all throughout the season. Uh, but I think Ramirez is going to be right there in the track magic. I think he started last year's main event in the third spot. So he has sent, he essentially showed he had the speed last year. A mechanical took him out of contention uh, on the opening lap. So I think uh, he'll have the speed to, to battle for the runner up position throughout the, throughout the week. Uh, he told me I had to pick him. So I did, but I didn't pick him to win it. So I put for Malin fourth. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I don't, I, I just put him in fourth. That's it. That's where it's at. And Milal in fifth. There you go. We were close. We were definitely close. That's for sure. All right. Let's jump into the uh, Pro Shifter 1 and Pro Shifter 2 categories. Pro Shifter 1 brought to you by IAMI USA West. Pro Shifter 2 sponsored by Peterson Wealth Management. 14 drivers in the Pro Class. 23 drivers in the Pro 2 category for a solid uh, combined field of 37 drivers. Uh, David, you want to go through the, the, the former winners here? Well, do you remember? I said, I said, so essentially, this is a weird thing the way you've got it kind of lined up because it's it's pro shifter. We started with the pro shifter class for the first uh, three, four, four, four. And then you went to kind of S one because the because the the pro was actually turned into the KZ class. So you're kind of, you're kind of going pro. It was super yeah, pro. Going, yeah, it was going. Yes. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a mixture. Yeah. Um, the way the way I I have it in my history book. Um, it's uh yeah I the first three years or four first four years was it was S one, and it was the headline category. Uh, we had Alex Barron, Darren Elliott, Mamo Gidley, Scott Speed. They, those those four are the godfathers of uh of the Super Nationals. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> before it it moved, and then so two thousand one is when it became Super Pro. Super Pro was the category, and that's kind of the name that kind of goes along with the KZ you category. Wanna, you want to know why that happened? It, Go ahead. That's why we're talking. We were sitting down, Jim Murley and I, we were, and we were talking about the fact that uh, when the, the Supercarts USA Promoto Tour at the time was going to these races, the top regional S1 guys, because S1 was the top level. Well, at the regional level, the S1 guys really didn't like the fact that they were going to get their ass kicked and, and go to these and come, would come to a Promoto Tour race and have to run against what was then about a dozen or you know maybe a dozen or more top S1 drivers. And that you know, we're talking about at that point. We're talking about about Scott Speed and Darren Elliott and Kyle Martin and Oliver Alan Rowan at that Rudolph. point, and Alan Rudolph and 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 the, the the big big dogs, right? AJ Allmendinger, whatever it may be. So we sat down like, what are we going to do here right now? How how are we going to make this thing happen? Well, what we decided was, let's make a Super Pro category. And one of the years, I might have been one or two Super Pro ran both east east and west because it used to be East Coast and West Coast at one point, so the travel was down. Well, super pro drive. So we had a super pro class. Now, then there was so S one stayed the same. So S one was kind of the S. What is now what was then S two became S two. S two became something a little even lower. But S one was the top level of regional racing. That way, when the Pro Moto Tour came to, to to town, if you were the if you were one of the top five badasses in your region in S one, you still were able to run S one. Now you ran against a bunch of traveling guys that would travel all over the country but you could run against your S1 guys. You didn't have to run against the the primary, the factory teams. You weren't running against SSC Racing and Darren Elliott. You weren't running against Jason LaPointe and Kyle Martin and whoever um, in the, you know, in for, for track magic or the top guys at leading edge motorsports or KLS racing or shift cart, whatever it may be. 
uh, or extreme extreme karting. So the Super Pro class became the category where if as an S1 driver, you could run Super Pro. You could go and challenge yourself against Super Pro if you wanted. But when the Pro Tour, the Promoter Tour came to town, you could still run S1. And it actually worked out really, really well at one point. The S1 fields were bigger and we were able to get a lot of the, a lot of the regional S1 guys who were the biggest, you know, were the stars of the region to be able to come out and run those promoter tour races. There's where it came. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. the, the fields were, were 30 drivers, if not more, yeah. uh, at the promoter tour. So that, that kind of, it, it signified a, an opportunity to separate uh, the category and create that super pro division as for sure. Uh, so yeah, getting back to it. So yeah, 2001 was the year that super pro was brought in. Alex speed was actually the S one winner that year. Uh, we've had Tad Funakoshi, Tyler Gavog, uh, Brian Keck, Logan Gomez, James Kennedy, Connor De Felipe, one of his, uh, four victories and Jose Zanella in 2008. Those last uh, few years was when it was, it moved from the, the mod motos to, to again, ICC category, but it was still that semi-pro category but it was still named s1 as you as you were mentioning um and then 2009 uh there was no s1 class offered it was just uh kz i believe or super pro at the time so that that class was not there and then in 2010 is when the pro tour uh launched and that's when the stock moto uh engine platform was the headline uh shifter cart engine package um The Alex Speed was the Super Nationals winner that year. Uh, and then we got some international flavor with uh, Mirko Torsellini uh, winning on the CRG. Sima, uh, oh, I can never say. I know. I, I struggle with it. Remember, what would we say? Jude versus? Jude versus, yeah. Yeah, I struggle uh, with on that. On energy, year. probably the tallest driver to ever win at the Super That's Nationals. Right. <laughs> uh, I believe he races cars now somewhere in Europe. Uh, 2013, very memorable, uh, race because, uh, that, I believe that was the first year that the S one category had the $10,000 to win. Yep. Joey Wimsett actually won the race and that win actually gave him the Scusa pro tour title as well. So he left basically winning $17,000 that year. Uh, and then Jordan Lennox, uh, came in and kicked everybody's ass in 2014 on the pro tour level and at the super nationals with the old school graphics old too. School didn't he have the old graphics. school CRG yep, graphics in 2014 yeah. at the super nationals. So it was very cool to see, uh, Danny formal, who we just talked about in the KZ category. He won in 2015 and 2016 aboard the DR cart, uh, two very, uh, great performances by him. And then the last two years, it has been all Billy Musgrave. Yeah, no doubt. Able to win at the Las Vegas Convention Center and then last last year scored that huge victory uh, under the lights. I, I, I'm not sure if that's going to happen again this year, but I loved it last year. Normally, we've never done that. We've tried to finish the Supernats right around, you know, 4 o'clock or 3.30 before the lights go down. I know all the photographers want certain lighting uh, for, for some of the primary races, but man, the lights went down. We finished things off under the lights um, at uh, on Super Sunday. Billy Musgrave with a huge victory. And, you know, Billy's a passionate driver. So the, the post-race uh, celebration was was emotional. It was uh, just a, an exclamation point on a great weekend, for, for me at least. Yeah, right now the uh, the main event's scheduled for 3.15, which is still go. a little bit of daylight timeout. Uh, so maybe we'll have to have some streakers or maybe a car come through the track or, or something <laughs> like that to kind of delay it and make it, make it go into maybe the 4.30 area. I love the fact when you look at how many years this thing's been on and you look at that group. I think that 2009, we didn't have the S1. I think that was the year, David, that they had S3 and Correct. S4. Yep. 
right? They, they had this, they had the, it was stock, it was stock Honda light and stock Honda heavy. So the heavy was kind of the master's class, but it was light, light and heavy. I, that's, I think that was that year. That is, that, that is uh, one of the years. Yes, correct. Because S3 has okay. been part of the, uh, super nationals since 2003. And yeah, so that was the, the stock moto class until, as we said, 2010, when S1 took over the, uh, the engine package. So 2009, we had the, uh, the super pro category that was based around the ICC and KZ, uh, engine packages. And then we had S3 and S4 as well. Good look at the history of the category folks. Let's uh, let David roll through his by the numbers. What do you got? By the numbers. Number two, Super Nationals rookies in Pro Shifter. So we only have two of them. Uh, Kyle Kennedy being one of them. He's racing out of the uh, Harden Motorsports Group, now aboard the Comp Cart uh, chassis. And then uh, Philippe, no, Philip Sewer. Is that how you would say it? Sewer? S-E-E-W-E-R? Sewer. I'll let him tell me exactly how he wants me to pronounce it, but that's how that's what we'll do for now. There you go. Yeah. So he's actually the 2019 IAMI Euro Series X30 Shifter Cart Champion. So uh, not not a name we're familiar with, but uh, definitely has um, experience with the with uh, what is their IAMI uh, Shifter package that they do in Europe and other places aside from here in the United States. So he's moving over into the SEC or SSE engine package. So we'll see uh, how he does. Uh, next number, the next number is number four for the number of former Super Nationals winners. We have Billy Musgrave, of course, the last uh, two-time victor. Uh, Matias Ramirez, again, winning in S2. Uh, Joey Wimsett, a former winner. And then we, I, we have been told that Matt Jaskell is going to be racing. He's not on the entry list, but will be racing in the pro shifter category. Uh, so Matt Jaskell, can you tell me what year and what class, Rob, that he won? I'm going to say <laughs> it was either 98 or 99, and he won 80cc junior. It was 99, and oh wait, nope, 98, and he won what is K2, which a- is 80cc junior. junior. Correct on a C on a CRG on a CRG. So that would have been the Super Nationals number two. Number two. <laughs> So, you know, he's got to be right up there with Bonner being racing at them at some of the most super nationals, because I know he's had he had those years where he didn't race. But from what I can remember from the 15 that the 15 now that I've been going to, he's been at a lot. He's raced at a lot. Of, of course, he didn't race the one year he came back from uh, the TV show no. and he was starved to death. Cast away. So he, yeah. he just actually he actually just posted that, I think, to his Instagram feed yes. today. That, yes, picture. So. that picture, because it's about the same time that he actually flew back. He flew back home, yep. and the first thing he did because the Super Nationals was going on is he drove right over the Super Nationals. I think he had the beard he and did. all still too. Maybe he did. He did. I got a. Uh, I think he might. Maybe he know. shaved. I don't know. I got a. I got a, I got a picture of. Uh, I think he might have shaved it off because I have a, uh, he, We took a picture from the uh, from our tower. That's crazy stuff. Yep. Crazy stuff. So the next number, yeah. uh, six. We have six returning drivers in Pro 2 from last year's Super Nationals. Because, again, remember, it was just one class. But six of those drivers raced last year that are racing in Pro Tour this year. Nine drivers that raced last year are racing in the Pro Shifter category. Uh, 15 is the next number uh, because we have 15 Pro Shifter 2 rookies at the Super Nationals. Like so drivers, drivers who had not raced in the Pro Shifter category at all over the last so many years are racing at the super nationals this year. So that kind of shows you a little bit of growth 
in in the engine platform. There are there are guys that are moving into shifter carts. It might not be the numbers that we're used to seeing, but there are guys moving over. Agreed. Uh, 37 is the combined entries in the race group. So you add up pro and pro two and you get 37, which isn't bad because we had 50 last year. So in reality, we're only down 13, which isn't a lot because there's still, there's guys that have moved over and are just racing KZ or there's just guys that uh, are not racing this year at all. So it's a little bit of uh, both. So, uh, still 37 in a combined race group is, is pretty solid. Uh, and then the big number, $10,000, $10,000 to win the pro shifter category. I like it. All right, David, let's, uh, let's uh, take a deep dive into the category and let's look at uh, both P1 and P2. Uh, like you said, there's not a, we, we don't have a ton of drivers in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the uh, pro one shifter category 14, but they're essentially the guys we've watched win races and championships for the last couple of years, right? You've got, you got, your two-time defending race winner, Billy Musgrave. You've got uh, the new national number two, was national number one. He's been a top driver for the last two or three three years, A.J. Myers. Can't can't him out for sure. you got the new national number one, Kyle Wick. This is uh, this is going to be a good battle uh, because I, I think a lot of these guys come in here with – so many of them come in with momentum, right? They, like Musgrave thinks he's going to win this thing. He's won the last two. French was able to beat him at Lancaster. He swept the weekend at Super Nationals. Kyle Wick had his most consistent season ever, able to grab that. He didn't get a win, but he was able to be consistent and gets the national number one plate. This is kind of bragging rights, right? You did what you did in the summer. What are you going to do here in Vegas? Yeah, that's that's what it, you know, that's something we, as we talked about in X30 Master, it's, you know, the, the whole season kind of for some people leads up to Vegas to where it's just, it's getting ready for Vegas. Some people are, I want pro tour, you know, I'm, I want to win that championship. And, and then you get to Vegas and it's just like, yeah, I just want to avoid the walls. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but in this category, I think these guys are going for it. You know, it's, it's a matter of being, being on your game. And I think that's one thing that Jake French has going for him. Uh, even though he's making the transition from the Croc Promotions USA group over to PSL Karting, I think he he didn't skip a beat in the in the transition. He showed it at Rock the Rio. So uh, Jake French is going to be right there making his return to the Pro Shifter category after racing KZ last year. Uh, finished sixth there. Here's a here's an interesting note. So you look at as we talked about Jake French, Billy Musgrave, AJ Myers, Kyle Wick, all four drivers that we were used to seeing at the front of the field, right? Last year's chassis is completely different from this year's chassis. So they're all on different carts than they were last year yeah. at this time. So very interesting to see that, you know, Wick now moving over to the Tony cart from CRG. AJ Myers was on Croc promotion last year. Now on the CRG Musgrave was on Illuminos the last two years has been racing Croc promotion uh, since I believe June. And then as I mentioned, Jake French moving over from Croc promotion to Burrell art. Uh, also, uh, what I like too is a couple of uh, former Scusa S2 champions, the semi pro stock Honda champions, are, are, are running as well. Austin Garrison in the 192 with CRG Nordam, and 2016 S2 champion Austin Wilkins coming out too in the number 122, getting him back onto the, onto the track. He's been doing some car racing. Um, we've seen S2 champions do well. One of them, of course, uh, coming up through the ranks, and and, and Garrison and, and Wilkins doing the same thing. I think uh, now the. Wilkins hasn't got a lot of seat time. We'll see what he's going to do against these guys because, man, guys like Musgrave and French and and, and Wick and uh, um, and Myers, those guys are in the seat a lot. 
Yeah, I think I think Garrison is going to be one to watch. Definitely, uh, you know, as 2014, he was S two champion. We thought for sure, you know, 2015, he'd be one of those guys to to uh, contend for the S one title. But he actually went a different direction. Didn't go into uh, shifter cart racing. Uh, but every time he's jumped into a shifter, we've seen him win at the uh, the Winter Nationals in NOLA uh, in the S1 category. We've yeah. seen him race just recently at the KZ World Championships, fitting, finishing in the top uh, 25, I think 23rd or something like that. Still to be able to go over there without racing a shifter car all season long and to, to make the main event against the best in the world uh, is definitely uh, putting him uh, on the on the guy one of the guys to watch for sure a couple of names we talked about as well on the kz class uh matias ramirez and hunter pickett they'll be running in the pro one they're doing double duty in both the shifter car categories always kind of an argument does that help does that hinder you know you're getting more track time but it's a little bit different power delivery maybe with the new engine a little a little more yeah, a, a more smooth transition back and forth i like Seeing Joey Wimsett back as well, David, as you said, scored that victory back in 2013. He's been a top 10 runner. I think the only time he's finished out of the top 10 in the last five or six, or maybe actually more than that, <laughs> let's say almost the last 10 years, was an 11th place finish in 2017. The guy's a top 10 runner every time yeah, he rolls in. Yeah, he's been in the – Is he is he in shape? He, well, he's been in – I just want to – let me. See. I don't know about shape, but – He's been doing testing. I know that. I've been watching his Instagram. He's been testing. He's been uh, so he's at least been on track. Now, mind you, I don't know what kind of diet he's on, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure while he's testing, he's he's trying to be in good race ship race ship. So he's raced. uh, This is his ninth straight year in the pro shifter category. As you said, one in 2013. So 2017 was the only year in those previous years that he finished outside the top 10. Uh, He his so. It's so funny because his first, his first, uh, super nationals was 2006 and he's raced every year since. So he's raced tag senior the first four wow. years. He did the KF, uh, two category in 2010. And then he's been in the shifter class ever since. So and one time out of the top 10, that's amazing. It's, 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 it's phenomenal. And so, yeah, so I think again, just like we see Bonner Moulton get into a cart and go, I think you know Joey doesn't quite have the panage that uh, Bonner has. Uh, you know, Joey's a little more um, how you say redneck, uh, <laughs> as we've seen. You know, we've seen him in those cutoff uh, blue jean shorts. Uh, so, but but I think that's true. He ro- he rocks those. But every time he gets behind the wheel, man, he's just super quick. And and to be able to finish uh, third at the uh, the Spring Nationals this year, uh, just basically yeah. get in and go. Uh, to finish third, that was uh, pretty solid. So I think he he'll be he'll be definitely top ten uh, contender, top five even maybe. Tremendous talent for sure. Maybe we'll see uh, Joey in the uh, in that uh, G one class in the next couple of years. Oh, we'll don't see. don't we'll tell him that. that. No, I'm doing it. Wow, I'm saying it. I don't. Know. Well, listen, I'm sure he likes beer and pizza. G one's G one's perfect for Joey. Don't you think? Yeah, he's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll be one of these guys that I'm not doing it. I'm never running G1. Yeah, he's Eventually the he's the new Ron White. He's the younger Ron White. <laughs> <He's> the, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Um your first this time, right? Do we want to okay? Do you want to go predictions and then go into pro two after? Okay. Yeah, let's go predictions, then we'll do pro two. Yeah, let's go predictions for, for the pro one guy. I guess it's my turn to go first, right? Uh I believe it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. No, it's my No, I think it's mine. No, 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 it is yours. You're right. It is yours. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 It's mine or yours. Um, so I will go first. All right. Go. Um, 
I want to see another four-time winner. And so I'm going Billy Musgrave to win a third straight and his fourth overall. Damn, all right. I think he's just been he's been too good. Uh the only driver that has really been able to uh to beat him as of late, uh, I think is Jake French. Uh, but I think Musgrave is just gonna be uh he's just gonna be too good um and and be the the inaugural winner on this new engine platform. Uh but I do have I have Austin Garrison second. I think um, what he showed at the KZ World Championships uh, leads me to believe that he's going to be just as quick as the rest of these guys. Uh, so I put him at second. Um, Matias Ramirez, I put him at third. So I have him third place in both KZ and Pro Shifter. Uh, Ramirez definitely uh, quick coming off uh, the Rock the Rio, finishing second after battling with Formal. Uh, I have French fourth. Um, Again, any any one of these guys can win it, but just the order I went with, uh, I put him at fourth, and then I put A.J. Myers fifth. Uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, some of these guys are, are on a different chassis than where they were last year, so it's who can adapt to it quicker. Um, I think Musgrave just has more time on his chassis than everybody else, so I think he's going to be able to be quick right out of the gate and be fast throughout the week and win it. Um, I thought about putting Kyle Wick in. I didn't want to, I, I wanted to put him in, but I didn't, uh, I think he's still going to be adapting to the Tony cart. I think it's kind of too quick out of the gate, uh, watching him at rock the Rio. I just don't think he's going to have the pace, uh, that they have. All right. Those are solid. Those are solid. Um, we're a bit different, which is good. So let's say uh, here's my deal. Here's how I'm rolling in, uh, pro one. I'm going Jake French for the victory. I just think there's been so much momentum for Jake since the Summer Nationals, winning there, uh, winning Streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. The PSL team is going to be super strong. I think, of course, they've got Marion Kremers, as we know, is going to be really good in, in KZ. I think the amount of feedback that's going to come out of that tent, of course, uh, Jake's uh, father, Mark, working with the whole crew at PSL. I think Jake's going to be strong. I think it's going to be a battle. I have no doubt. I think it's going to be French and Musgrave in the battle first and second, throw Myers in there as well. So I've got Jake French with the win, Billy Musgrave second, A.J. Myers in third, Kyle Wick in the fourth spot, and Austin Garrison. Uh, I got him P5. I like what you said about Austin Garrison. I think he's strong, uh, but I got him P5. That is my pro one lineup. So no A.J. Myers for you. I got, I got Myers in third. Oh, sorry. I got yep. French, yep, Musgrave, Myers, Wick, Garrison. So we're so you don't have Ramirez. That's the one I was looking at. I don't have Ramirez, no. Okay. So at least we're different. I I actually thought about putting Seawer uh, in to kind of throw yeah, an sort of national driver in there, but I he I haven't seen the eye test. I he's got to pass. Maybe maybe I'll change my prediction and come Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. All right, let's uh, let's jump into the Pro Two category, David. A pretty good field of Pro Two guys, which I think is awesome. Twenty three in total, which. Uh, the more guys you have in Pro 2, bodes well for the guys that are going to eventually move to the Pro 1 class. It will continue to grow. Uh, good field here. Uh, let's let's throw some names out. First and foremost, Race Liberante um, and Calvin Ming. A uh, couple of drivers, of course, that were good all year long. Liberante, though, really was the, the class of the field throughout the Pro Tour this yeah, year. Yeah, he won four times on the Pro Tour and DNF. The other two, I believe, both were flat tire, if I recall. Or one might have been a broken cable, uh, throttle cable. Uh, for yeah, Liberante? for Liberante, yeah. Oh, remember he got no, he got punted off the racetrack up in the top of the hill at, at Cal Speed in the rain. 
Remember, I can't. He was. He was. Back. Oh no, no, he didn't get punted. He was racing the S one guys. Punted. Uh, I believe it was Kyle. I, I believe it was Kyle Wick. Him and Kyle Wick got together, yeah. and he went into the wall there. Yeah. Yes. So Aggressive. that was a DNF there. I believe the other one in Utah was a broken uh, shifter or broken uh, throttle cable, possibly. Okay. So. There you go. Uh, if flat tires were all uh, Osborne, that's right. <laughs> poor Austin Osborne. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. yeah. So I, yeah, I think um, we thought he was moving up to uh, to Pro Shifter for Supernats, but uh, they kept him at Pro Tour to fin- or Pro Two to finish out the year. So I, I see him uh, completing the trifecta of winning at uh, Battle of the Brickyard, winning at Rock Island Grand Prix, King of the Streets, and probably winning here at the Super Nationals. Yeah, yeah. I think we, well, once we get the predictions, we'll talk yeah. about that. Calvin Calvin Ming had a fantastic year as well. I thought he got better and better throughout the season. Uh, Connor Robles as well. You know, Connor had a couple of really strong second place finishes um, and, and was able to to score a victory uh, at the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. I, I just think there's a lot of really good talent in this class that, that's going to come through. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think about John Crow running running the Pro Two class as well? Yeah, I don't. I didn't think uh, Supercarts USA allowed guys to, to uh, d- double up in the shifter cart category, so I wasn't quite sure what was going on there. But uh, yeah, if Crow's racing both, uh, I think he definitely has an opportunity there to uh, to be among the quick drivers. Uh, you know, he's shown racing against guys that are probably what fifteen years younger than him in G one. Uh, so why not a little bit younger in S in, in Pro two? So. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see. And yeah, I think like you kind of said it, the, the this Pro Tour Pro Two category has a lot of uh, um, development in it. A lot of guys that have been developing, if not this year, over the last couple of years. I think Blair Hosey is another one of those drivers. We saw him step up last year, uh, didn't run a full season this year, but uh, is definitely capable of being among those front runners in the Pro Two category. Uh, and then you got some of those California guys that are coming out running their first uh, pro tour, like um, uh, Iman um, Fazalahi. Yeah. So he is, uh, I believe, pr- uh, a pro two champion on the California Pro Kart Challenge. Uh, so he's coming out and making his Super Nationals debut. So he's going to be one to watch. He's been in de- that development mode. Uh, the scholarship winner from Streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. Vincente uh, Salas, he's another one that's moving up from S3, I believe, into Pro 2 this year, uh, or right now for the Super Nationals. So that'll be one to watch. Uh, yeah, so you, Carly Taylor's another one from California that is, has kind of been in that couple-year progression. Uh, so she'll be one to watch as well, too. Uh, another one in from Ohio, uh, Gavin uh, Bailiff from Trinity Karting Group. Uh, he raced, yeah. he raced pro shifter at the summer nationals, but wasn't quite there. I don't think. Well, yeah, he, he, he should have been, he should have so, been in pro two from the very so beginning. He should have right? been in pro two from the very beginning. And yeah. from the lap times that he raced there, uh, would have put him, you know, top five easily there in the pro two category. So he'll be one to watch and kind of develop another one. Uh, Jordan Bernlar, uh, former rock Island King, uh, rock Island grand prix, Margay Ignite winner. Uh, race K 100 last year at the super nationals. Now he's jump, making the big jump into pro shifter two. Uh, he's hooked up with Musgrave, uh, racing company, uh, to race aboard a croc promotion actually went out to Cal speed, uh, for a day and did a, a number of, um, sessions with Musgrave. So we'll see if that's kind of brought him up to speed quick enough to be, uh, to be ready to battle at the super nationals. 
The other uh, one that I want to bring out, because I, I think he's going to be impressive to watch from Texas, Mark Schneider. I think there's a lot of speed out of Mark and that, that, that crew. Uh, he was able to get on the podium, I believe, at the Spring Nationals in Utah. Watch out for Mark Schneider, too. I think he'll, he'll be one to watch for sure. All right, predictions. Let's do it. Let's jump into the Pro 2 predictions. Uh, I guess my turn to roll off first, right? Correct, yeah. Not surprising. I'm, gonna, I'm picking Race Liberante to win. Um, races again, he, the concept was to come in. He hasn't run nationally for many, many years. You know, he was on the, I believe the S five podium back at, at, uh, at Sam Boyd stadium back in the day. You saw those pictures going up as people putting a lot of different, uh, old shots of the super nationals up on social. Uh, he's going to win here. He's going to win pro two. He won the championship. He's moving to pro one next year and will be, I think a challenger for race wins in pro one. Uh, you know what, here's my, I'm going to throw this one out here. Not cause I, cause I think there's momentum. We'll see if he's able to handle it. He's young and he's and he's getting better and better. But I'm going to put Connor Robles P two. Um, I, I just think he stepped up at a couple of of, uh, of big events and really hasn't flinched at all. I haven't seen a chink in the armor. I'm going to put him P two. I've got Calvin Ming in third. Uh, Blair Hosey in fourth hasn't had a lot of track time, but I'm going to put Blair Hosey in fourth. He's got a great speed, and I'm going with Mark Snyder. He was the guy I finished up with there. He's my dark horse, Mark Snyder. I was. I was going back and forth between between Snyder and Bailiff, but I'm going to put Mark Snyder. Uh, veteran driver has a lot of seat time, races a lot of different kind of cars. I got Snyder P5. I like it because we're, we match on the first two, but the other three are completely different, which I like. Three Ooh, I like different, it. completely right. different drivers. So Liberante is going to win it. Uh, I Again, with the two classes in the race group, I do hope they separate them. So that way they're not mixed together as we've seen them do that previously in other races. So hopefully they'll have the staggered start and we'll be able to see race Liberante drive away to, uh, to what should be approach shifter two victory. Um, you talked him up enough after, uh, Lancaster, I, you know, we've watched him on the pro tour. He got a couple of, uh, podium finishes and then he won Lancaster. And as we keep saying, Lancaster helps, uh, kind of transition into super nationals. So I put Robles at second. Um, but these three drivers, I just, you know what? I, I saw their names and they, they kind of stood out to me. I got Greg Alvarez Jr. I got him running third, uh, aboard the CRG. Uh, he's wow, going right. to Max Hewitt's not there this, this week. Uh, he could not leave because of his, uh, Baylor university commitments. So I think, I think Alvarez is going to step in. He's kind of been at the same pace as Hewitt. And we know the CRG CRG is very fast at super nationals. Uh, so I got him third. I put Micah Hendricks at fourth. Micah Hendricks is a former S5 driver, as you probably remember. Uh, so I think this yeah. guy, he's going to be quick. He was quick in Pro Shifter 2 at the California Pro Kart Challenge. I think he's going to be just as quick at the Super Nationals. And then I mentioned and then I mentioned him earlier, and you said oh, him, yeah. and you didn't put him in the top five, in your top five, but I did. I put Gavin Bailiff there in fifth. I think uh, I think he got a little bit of momentum, you know, running at least running it at the Summer Nationals, understands it more. They put in... Him and his father are putting a lot of time and effort into this package uh, for the Super Nationals. Um, I think that's uh, and again, it could be there's there's a number of other drivers that we could have put I could have put in fifth, but I I put him there just to kind of see you know yeah. see see if it happens, kind of th- throwing the dice, see if it, see if the gamble pays off. I like it. All right, folks, there you go. That's our Pro One and Pro Two predictions from David and I. Final break in this edition of the Outlap. When we get back, we're going to cap things off with a look at the 79-cart entry in the X30 Senior category. Stick with us, folks. We'll wrap things up here on the EKN Radio Network. Hey! 
The Kart Republic has arrived in the USA, and it's been taking the world by storm. Kartsport North America is the country's importer and distributor for Dino Chiesa's Kart Republic chassis, and as a leader in American karting, they are focused on providing stability for the sport and quality products and service for the community. Kart Republic racked up an unprecedented amount of championships in its first season in 2018, ranging from the Scusa Winter Series in X30 Senior, the United States Pro Kart Series in Mini Swift and X30 Pro, the FIA European Championship, and the FIA World Championship in OK Senior. Whether you'd like to find out the Kart Republic dealer closest to you or schedule an arrive-and-drive package with its official North American race team, contact Kart Sport North America through their official website, kartsportna.com. Top-level production with a focus on a single form of motorsport, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are used as the official spec tire in the United States Pro Kart Series, the Route 66 Sprint Series, the Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. Whether it's the medium HCI Red, the soft FC Yellow, or the super soft Green YZ, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. If the dream is IndyCar, set your target on the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Our ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition. The first step is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, which features a carbon tub Tatus chassis, 180 horsepower, and paddle shift sequential gearbox. Boost the USF 2000's output to 280 horsepower for the newly named Indy Pro 2000 program, the second rung of the road to Indy, formerly known as Pro Mazda. Add in increased grip and aero downforce, and the Tatus PM18 becomes an incredible racing machine. The final step before IndyCar is the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The Delara IL15 boasts a whopping 450 horsepower. This car itself has helped train a third of the grid expected for the 2019 IndyCar series. At all three levels, you race at premier venues on the same dance card as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. The program is unprecedented around the world, offering the opportunity to climb the ladder with over $2 million in scholarships to the champions in USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000, and Indy Lights. Former Carters fill the roster of Road to Indy graduates in IndyCar, like Spencer Piggott, Zach Beach, Jack Harvey, Ed Jones, Mateus Laced, Felix Rosenquist, Colton Herta, and 2018 Indy Lights champion Pato Award. Recent graduates like Kyle Kirkwood are in the middle of their journeys right now as well. Follow in their footsteps. If you want to race IndyCar, there's only one choice. The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires.
Welcome back to the EKN Outlap Preview Podcast. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole, and we are looking at next week's Supercarts USA Super Nationals, the 23rd running of the greatest race in North American karting. Let's uh, cap things off with our focus on what has become definitely one of the highlight events every year at the Super Nats. That's X30 uh, Senior. David, 79 entries this particular category, what started as essentially Tag Senior, making its debut back in 2003. Yeah, 2003, that's kind of when the boom of tag racing kind of blew up uh, here in the United States. Uh, Supercarts USA added it as the, uh, I think it was part of the Promoto Tour as well, too. Uh, Tag Senior and Tag Master were part of the Promoto Tour and then made their debut at the Super Nationals that year. Uh, 2004, then it was the next year. Well, 2003, we'll give credit to Chris Freckleton, the being the inaugural winner, uh, racing aboard a GP. Uh, not too many people know uh, Freck knows how to drive, and uh, so he is a yeah. Super Nationals winner. So make sure you pay your respects to him uh, while we're in Vegas. You know, he is he is royalty. <laughs> but 2004 was, was one of those crazy years again. And then this category has been crazy every single year, but this one really started it off. I remember it well because it was my first super nationals and we had the Schechter brothers of Toby. Um, oh my gosh. I can't think of the other one. Uh, Schechter. Thomas, yes. Thomas. And so these guys going at it with guys who have been racing all year long and, you had different engine packages that were quicker than the others. And it was just a little bit of a chaotic, chaotic uh, race. And I believe penalties helped uh, shape uh, the final podium standings. And, and Toby Schechter was able to actually come away with a victory. And then after that, uh, pretty cool. David Yurka, former winner, Daniel Morad, Joel Miller. Uh, and then we got a little bit more international with uh, Emmanuel Pagani uh, from Brazil winning. Uh, Taylor Minch. I think one of the most memorable finishes ever at the Super Nationals was in 2010. Andre Nicastro and David Serra. I think Serra oh started way, way, way back in the field, fought his way forward through everybody on the last lap, finally came through, caught up to Nicastro, and the two actually hit each other as they were crossing the line uh, with Nicastro actually getting the victory. Uh, that was probably one of the wildest finishes we've seen. No doubt. Uh, moving forward from there, the Canadian Philip Orsic actually was able to get a, a big victory in 2011. Gabby Chavez had just won the uh, Star Mazda Championship. Uh, came out and ran, uh, decided he was going to come out and run a, a, kind of a late entry. He ended up with a big victory for Gabby. I actually had a chance to uh, to act as the officiant for his um, uh, wedding just a couple did of you, weeks ago. He and his wife, Gabby. Did you say book it? Uh, I did say book it. I said book it at the end. It was on the script, except for the guy that was playing the music, cranked the music up as soon as I was introducing them as a married couple. And uh, not many people heard it. Juan Pedrojito was standing beside me. He heard it for sure, but I tried to yell it. (laughs) Uh, The Australian Nicholas Rowe won in 2013. And remember Marco Mastranzi's win back in 2015 when he came from deep in the field in the top card to win? Yeah, 14 that was. Yeah, it was uh, was the last, what we thought was going to be the last race at the Rio. So it was a very, uh, yeah, he had a monster victory that year. Uh, And then the next year we moved over to uh, the convention center where it finally happened. Louis Pagano won a Super Nationals after years of trying. A yeah. uh, very emotional victory for him. Same deal next year with Jake Craig. I think he was like maybe, what, 15th on the final lap and came through what was chaotic. Last, what a last lap. 
What a last lap battle that was, yeah, right? It was, it was too bad. It was so far away that we couldn't really see it up close. But uh, yeah, I think he came from like third to first in the final two corners to be able to pull off that victory. Uh, 2017, uh, Joshua Carr came away with the victory, the Australian, who now uh, has been living here in the United States racing uh, Formula or F4 US Championship. F4. Uh, yeah. And then last year, again, another... Uh, Last lap battle that came down to the the final corners, contact happened and that opened the door up for uh, British native and now Canadian Ben Cooper to uh, drive his way from third to first in that uh, in that last lap and score uh, his first or his second Super Nationals victory. Yeah, no doubt about it. it was a, it was a great battle last year. That fight between uh, uh, between Travis Anuto and Christian Brooks that was just uh, what a, that last lap again. The way that track was designed, you had to, you know, it's still designed, you have to make a wide berth to get a good lap uh, at times. And when you do that, you open the door on the inside. Brooks went forward in the final circuit. Ben Cooper kind of sitting back there watching it all happen, was able to steal a win. Dave, you got a bunch of stuff here from By the Numbers. Roll it out for us. Well, we, we talk, you talked about it already. Uh, there's only one former winner in, the, in the, uh, this category that has been able to race an IndyCar. And you were actually at his wedding in a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so Cabby <laughs> Chavez is the only former winner to actually race in IndyCar. Uh, there, we have had some Indy 500 IndyCar racers in the field. Uh, Dan Weldon, Connor Daly. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, so, so many others. That I, Alexander, Alexander Rossi. Rossi. Yeah, so many others that we've had. Uh, Will, Will, Power, Will Power, Sebastian yep. Bourdais, so, yep. uh, Dan, Danny Weldon. Yep. So... Uh, Three of the last winners are in the field. Uh, so we have uh, um, Cooper, Carr, and Craig are all in the field this year. So both could uh, add to their win total, or all three could add to their win totals. Uh, four of the top 10 from last year are returning, and they are going to be in the field. Uh, as we said, uh, Carr is raced in the F4 US Championship this season. We actually have six drivers who raced in that program in 2019 are in this field. Uh, so... A lot of, again, road to Indy drivers coming back to race karting. A lot of guys who are leaving karting to go do their car stuff, they still want to come back and race at the Super Nationals. Um, I agree. That, that's the thing, man. It's, just, it, it's, it's, still the, it's still the passion, right? They're, they're, they're chasing their dream of becoming a race car driver, but the passion's karting, and, and you, want, you don't want to miss the Super yep. Nationals. Uh, eight different countries are represented by our former winners, so that is a, a pretty good stat. Nine drivers are racing both X30 Senior and KA100 Senior. Uh, we also have two drivers, and I forgot to add this, two drivers who are racing X30 Senior and Pro Shifter. That being Austin oh, Garrison yeah. and Billy Musgrave. Uh, 12 countries are represented in this year's field. 16 junior drivers from last year's Super Nationals making the move up to senior. 16 different winners in the, or 16 different winner in the years of tag senior class offered at the Super Nationals. So we've had 16 different winners over. Uh, yeah, so we've never had a repeat winner, basically, is what I was trying to say of that. So 16 different winners. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, because you, you know, you write things that you want to say, but you write it differently. Yeah. Uh, 33 drivers from last year's field, last year's race are in the field. So a lot of experience, you know, a great over a little bit of a dozen of, of juniors moving up. So it's a good combination, a good stout field that are going to be racing this year. All right, I got my spreadsheet out here to look at these look at these guys. Let me flip it over here. This is again, this is you and I talked before we did our predictions before we started the podcast that uh, 
this was so hard because there are guys you you can say, hey, listen, we, we're pretty sure they're going to be battling in the top five, top ten. It's it's those fourth and fifth spots. You never know how they're going to shake up. You want to start? You want to throw some names out here as we kind of look at this <sighs> X30 senior? Um, well, let's go Pro Tour because uh, I, I, I put them at the end of the preview that we posted today, but I'll, I'll start with them today. Yep. Uh, you got to look at four-time Pro Tour champion, four-time straight Pro Tour champion. Ryan Norberg, uh, something that is unparalleled to anything that we've seen in modern day karting. Uh, In my 25 years, I've never uh, seen Norberg has been able to to put it together all four years to to be able to come away as a Supercars USA Pro Tour champion. Uh, This is only his fourth start at the Super Nationals. So again, that first year that he was racing for a Pro Tour championship, he had to come in here because again, the Super Nationals counted as a Pro Tour event. Uh, he had to come in here, and he he was able to avoid the obstacles and the collisions and the and the the wildness that is Super Sunday, and and finished eighth that year to earn the championship. Uh, the last three seasons, as we know, we've had um, the pro or the Super Nationals be a standalone event. Uh, so I think 2017, he was able to come in uh, and and be a little bit more comfortable, and came away with a fifth place finish. That was his best result thus far. Uh, only finished 25th last year, so. Uh, We'll see uh, which Norberg shows up for uh, the Super Nationals. Uh, but when you talk Nor- <laughs> Norberg, you've got to talk Jarzakrak because these two drivers have been the top of this category for the last five years. Jarzakrak coming in as a three-time straight uh, champion at the United States Pro Kart Series uh, and, again, finishing second in the Scusa Pro Tour. So he's got... I think two years now that he's finished second at the Scusa Pro Tour in the last five years alone. So he just hasn't quite gotten that in championship. Uh, but Nor- when Norberg's stealing the, those four away, it's it's very tough to do. Um, his best finisher at the Super Nationals is a ninth. He was among those leaders that were racing. He was right there with Brooks and and uh, Travis Anuto and Cooper and all those guys last year, uh, but on the last lap after the Brooks and Travis Anuto contact, it was contact for him in the wall, the next lap or the neck corner. So that hurt his results uh, last year, but a ninth place finish is his best thus far at the super nationals. It's so hard to go through here, David, because you, you throw some of these big names that you talked about the fact that Billy Musgrave is going to be doing, uh, doing double duty. He's been doing a lot of driving, uh, on the single-speed chassis for Croc Promotion USA. I think that may play a role. Uh, obviously, guys that we've seen who have been strong here before, you know, a former winner like Joshua Carr coming in with cross-link competition, uh, success he's had in, in his car career, still doing a lot of car racing. He's at the track a lot with the cross-link guys, uh, doing coaching and and uh, helping some engineer uh, at a lot of these big races. But another guy, obviously, I think we need to watch, Christian Brooks, same thing, coming off, obviously, of a tremendous Cap to the F4 season at the F1 race in Austin at Circuit of the Americas. I, li- I like Christian Brooks to, to really be a, a challenger here this weekend because he's got so much experience in this race, David. And you, you just you can't down downplay the importance of, of having the poison experience of running from Wednesday to Super Sunday at this event. Yeah, this is his 10th straight year racing at the Super Nationals. It dates back to 2010 when he stood on the podium in Tag Cadet. Again, that was the first year Tag Cadet started in 2010. Uh, Patricio Award won that year. He is an IndyCar. He finished fifth. Well, where's Christian Brooks going to be? He could be somewhere next year. We're not quite sure. But uh, that F4 season was uh, this year was pretty good. And, and winning in front of uh, the the the, uh, the group that was at the F1 uh, Grand Prix at Circuit of the Americas was, was 
could help him uh, go a long way. He stood on the podium in this class in 2015, so he does have that going for him. And as you said, last year was right there and went for it. You know, that's the one thing you have to respect uh, Christian about. He went for the win. Uh, he didn't sit back and 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 wait for for an opportunity. He saw it and moved and took advantage of it. Yeah, I agree with that. Are there two guys that are more unshakable on the racetrack than Ben Cooper and Jake Craig? To me, they just seem, you know, it seems like there's nothing that's going to shake them. They're going to be good. They're going to be bad, slow, whatever. But they just, it seems like they're unshakable. Yeah, Craig was was one of the guys that I was looking at talking about next. Yeah, he's a former winner. But as you said, very cool, calm, and collective uh, in the cart. Uh, he, it's just something... I don't know. It's just something about him. He was our our pick in 2017 to go to the uh, the Road to Indy Scholarship Shootout, um, and, and for for reason, uh, we, he's very just has that 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 just calm nature about him. He got a poise, a poise, and, a, and, a, and he just carries himself with an air both, of class. Both, I yeah. I, always, I was going to say both that. in the cart and out of the cart as well. It's just yeah, it's agreed. just solid. Agreed. And he so he's got what one, two, three, four top 10 finishes in since 2012. Uh, so he's, yeah, I, I definitely see him as being one of the, uh, the contenders this, this week. Um, aside from Cooper, the only other podium finisher to come to, uh, this year's event, uh, Ryan McDermott, uh, finished fifth last year. He's been uh, focused on his F4 program in 2019. Uh, he's moved over to the Ryan Perry motorsport tent aboard a Tony cart. So we'll see how he uh, he comes back to uh, to the sport of karting. Uh, another driver with two top ten finishes in the last two years, Alan Gali, uh, the Brazilian racing under the CRG yeah. Nordam tent. Uh, he was he was right there in the mix as well last year. Um, definitely one of the quickest CRGs that was there last year. So we'll see if he's able to uh, to lead CRG towards the front this year. Uh, as I went down through another couple of the guys, I think Austin Garrison is always the guy that, that that's going to be fast. Another one, I, we, we'll see how she does because she DNF last year. But I, I, did she DNF last year? Did, yeah, she did. I was, I'm thinking about Hannah Greenmeyer. She's really started to step up. I started. She continues to step up her game, you know, obviously since getting into the senior category. What do you think about Hannah's opportunity here this weekend? Yeah, she or actually raced. Weekend, she raced. Uh, she's been racing a little bit shifter stuff um, and raced at Rock the Rio. Had a little bit of a tough weekend uh, just because of the, the field that was there re- regarding contact and stuff like that. But um, I think in the tag category, she's definitely there. Um, we've seen it where she's driven from what 20th up to yeah. the top 10 numer at least three, three times that I can think of. So, um, yeah, again, again, it depends on, on it, it's that team dynamic. We talked about it a little bit in X30 junior, uh, preview, uh, last podcast. So we kind of have that a little bit in, in senior a little bit, especially with, with the powerhouse teams. We got uh Rollison performance group. We got PSL carding Nash motorsports. All these guys, they they love to group up when they go out there and practice, when they go out there and qualifying. So we'll kind of see, you know, again, Hannah's working with with um, with Norberg. Norberg's basically the lead driver now under that tent. So we'll see how that works because last year it was Cooper really that that, that kind of took over uh, that tent along with the Lupians. So all three of those guys are gone. No, none of the Lupians are racing. Cooper's moved over to PSL. So we'll see how Norberg and, and Mike Rollison can lead that group to see if they can get what I think they had eight drivers in the main event last year. So they have all eight. Yeah. All eight of their one, senior drivers two, made three, the main four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have nine drivers this year, not to mention Patrick Woods Toth, who 
was among the uh, quick drivers at the Scusa Winter Series. So he's another Roller Correct. RPG driver that could be in the mix. So we'll see how that team dynamic works uh, because we've seen it work well for them. We'll see if it works well again this year. Uh, a couple of younger drivers from the PSL camp I think we need to watch for too. Um, both of them actually former winners at the Super Nationals as well. Arthur Laced and Thomas Naveau, right? Winning in the junior categories. Mini Swift for Naveau. Yeah, Mini Swift for Naveau. Uh, Least was a... Uh, Laced. Jun- Laced. 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 Sorry. So make sure we get it right. Uh, Laced was a junior winner in 2015. Yeah, so, so they'll be teamed up with Ben Cooper. Uh, obviously, we saw how well he worked at Rock the Rio, had had a number of drivers there. Thomas Navo was right there uh, until contact with Norberg. Um, so we'll see how that kind of shakes out, too, if, the, if they're around e- each other uh, throughout the week. Let me throw out a couple of names here um, with the, the the team from from, from J3 competition. I, I, Dante Yu being one of them. And uh, Oliver Hodgson being another one. I think those guys, obviously, Justin Stefani and the crew, the Giacomelli's over there on the comp cart. I have a feeling both of those drivers are most definitely going to be in the fight. Oh, for sure. You, yeah. You, Don, <laughs> Don, Dante's hasn't been out of the seat much, um, but it, we saw him race at the Winter Nationals as well, along with Carr, uh, because Dante's been in that F4 program throughout the year. But uh, yeah, he's quick to jump back in the seat and be quick. Uh, and then, as you said, Oliver um, is, is a, uh, solid, uh, international driver, uh, actually ran pro tour, uh, all throughout 2019, finished fourth in the standings. So we know he has the ability to be, uh, up front. And as part of the J3 competition, one of their, one of their comp cart, uh, dealers is formula works and they've got Jake drew. And I think he's a driver. He gets a lot of play and has built up a lot of respect in Southern California. He doesn't do, do a lot of national travel. I think Jake drew, Coming off a really good streets of Lancaster, he's definitely one I, I, I'm going to be watching for him to have. He, he's going to have to start out well, but if he does, I think he could be in the fight. Oh, for sure. He's actually doing the double duty. He's one of the nine drivers doing yep. both KA100 and X30 Junior or X30 Senior. So we'll see how that uh, that shakes out for him. But he's definitely one to be a factor in both categories, as well as Brandon Lemke. Uh, Lemke. I was going to say, hold on, Dave. I was going to say, I got four more I want to talk about. <laughs> Brandon Lemke. That was one he's of the four. To, he's back yeah. with Merlin Nation. We talked about him in the KA100 yeah. Senior Preview. I picked him to win there. Uh, Lemke's coming back. He is a former Pro Tour Junior Champion. Uh, so he's not had the luck um, at the Super Nationals previously in this category. He had a DNQ, not qualifying for the main event one year, and then a DNF the next year. Um, so this is his uh, third start in the last four years in the category. All right. So I got three more. Uh Kind of one is one's kind of a a, a, a long shot one off, which I, I find very interesting. Um, another is kind of a veteran driver with an international pedigree, and one is uh, is just uh, had a super national. Uh, is we'll look for that first super nationals win. Let's start with Zachary Clayman Namello, um, a guy that has represented Canada before overseas. Uh, obviously worked his way all the way through. Ran Indy Lights, uh, was a race winner there. Ended up making the move to the IndyCar series for for a short time. Uh, he ran the Rock the Rio event, correct? What are your thoughts on uh, what you saw from Zachary Clayman DeMello in Vegas a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, he started off pole, actually, uh, was among yeah. the the leaders in the fight. It was a, a pretty heated uh, battle, but uh, yeah, definitely quick. Uh, every time he comes back to a cart, he's been quick. Uh, finished 11th last year, so definitely uh, yeah. has the speed. So obviously with the track being the same, he'll he'll have that, uh, that reference point. 
uh, and they'll be able to uh, to to drive fast. So at least we have one IndyCar driver in the field, correct? <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, next one, David. Uh, international driver back on the floor to Danny Curl. We've seen him do re- extremely well at the Supernats. He's been uh, battling up front, had some bad luck here and there. But Danny Curl uh, with Terry Fullerton under the tent could be impressive. Yeah, we were expecting uh, Travis Anuto to be back at the Super Nationals for a third yep. year. Uh, obviously, his move to Tony Kart, uh, they're focused on the uh, the Tony Kart program. They're actually racing this weekend um, at the WSK Final Cup. Uh, so that's obviously uh, hurting his ability to come over here. But uh, so at least we have one world champion in the field. Uh, Curl was uh, was has always been quick. Uh, he was uh, part of the, uh, I believe he was part of the uh, the Cart Republic debut uh, back in 2017, yep. if I if I remember correctly, um, because he won that year aboard a Zanardi with uh, Dino Chiesi, and uh, they moved over to the Cart Republic brand at the end of that year. So it was actually the first ever event was that 2017 Super Nationals for Cart Republic. We're obviously going to leave a lot of names out as we roll through here, but the one I want to make sure, at least we hit on one time, one of our favorites in the paddock, of course, uh, is David Serra. Yes, David Serra. <laughs> it's, you know, the, 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 man, you know, I so want to put him up at the top 10. I know. But the way his results have, have kind of drip dropped off over the years. But, you know, he's always had that speed to be right there in the top 15 uh, in the last three years. But uh, two DNFs coming in in the last two years that, 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 you know, it's almost I think he's just here for the fun. Uh, But, you know, you can't count out a two time runner up. That's it. It, it, Obviously, he's a talent. He's an absolute legend uh, down under. Great to have uh, David Sarah. He's Jesus. He's carding Jesus. He's carding Jesus. We know that. All right, David Cole, let's do this. Let's wrap up with our final predictions of this Outlap Preview podcast. Uh, Did I? Am I starting or are you starting? I believe I, I give the uh I give the go on this one. All right. Serve it up. Somebody we didn't talk about. <laughs> because there's what? so many names. Somebody right. we did not talk about. It's okay because there's lots of names, but I will talk about him. I want to hear it. Taylor Bernard. Oh for, for P one. P one. I mean, you oh, cannot like deny a two thousand nineteen no. FIA Carding world champion, vice champion, runner up. Uh, aboard the Cart Republic, we know we know it's fast. Uh, he's essentially replacing Travis Anato's spot uh, under the Cart Sport North America tent. Aboard the Cart Republic, he is a Rossberg Racing Academy driver, so he has that going for him as well as with that uh, Lorenzo had the last couple of years. Uh, I just think the kid is too good. Uh, I think he's just going to come over and uh, and uh, beat us down. I, I hate to say that, but I, that's what, that's who I have winning it. Um, it might not be a shock to you, but I have him running second. I just, we, you know, we, we talked him up enough. I think we can keep him there. I have Jake Craig finishing second. I think he has yeah, that okay. poise. Um, you know, it's kind of like how Cooper was right there. Didn't really, didn't really, wasn't really the leader for most of the race, but had the, the patience and calmness to put himself in the right position. I think mm-hmm. Craig can do that. Uh, he was almost kind of right there last year. Uh, I have Norberg finishing third. <clears throat> I think you can't deny how quick he's been all season long. Um, he is he is the top American that we have here. So I have him running third. I have Danny Curl in fourth. I think the world champion teamed up with another world champion in Fullerton. I think that's always been a fast package here at the Super Nationals. 
Um, so I think those two combinations put them in the top five. And then I have Ben Cooper in fifth. Um, it's just there's so many different names I could have put here in so many different orders, probably 30 different top fives I could have put together. But this was I put this down first and, and I just stuck with it. <laughs> you have to do that because, again, like I, I, I honestly could come up with probably three completely separate putting different people in. Right. Depending on how things rolled out. Here's how here's how I follow up. This is there's. Drivers get confidence, drivers get momentum. That's one of the things I've always seen, right? Wins breed wins, and and it's just, there's always, especially coming into the Supernats, I think you need to have a bravado. Uh, you need the experience, but I think you need to have the bravado. So here's my call. Here's the guy I'm calling for the win. I'm going Christian Brooks. I think he's going to get the victory. I've got Ryan Norberg, P2. Uh, just ex- more and more experience at the track, based on the speed he had at, at Rock the Rio as well. I got Norberg, P2. I've got Jake Craig. I got him in there for P3. I got Barnard that we, we didn't mention before. I got Taylor Barnard. As you said, you can't can't count him out. I got him P4. We'll see where he ends up finishing up. And then I've got Ben Cooper to round out the top five. That's my top five. Brooks, Norberg, Craig, Bernard, and Cooper. We only have one different one in that, but that's all right. They're all different. They're all different orders. Is, that's okay. Well, They're different order. They're totally different order. All right, folks, that caps off our predictions for X30 Senior. David, I'm looking at the script that you gave me here. All right, so we're going to go over the predictions from what we did in 2018. This is you trying to beat. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll just do a quick little thing. So just so everybody knows our here. predictions. Yeah, we'll, I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we'll make, th- we'll make this, uh, put this up uh, Monday or Tuesday, maybe up on the site yep. so everybody can see it. Maybe even Wednesday, just so people can see it after they listen to this. Uh, we give out points: one for fifth, second, or two for fourth, and so on. Five for fifth, or for for first place finish. Uh, we get one additional point for each driver in the top five. So if we pick them in the top five, even though they didn't finish where we pre- we predicted them, yeah. we still get a point. We get five additional points if we uh, select all inside the top five and then 10 points if they are in the correct position with the correct names for all five. And folks, we invite everyone, feel free to, to get on to EKN, share it, whatever. Let's put your predictions up. If you want to put your predictions up, we'd love to see them. And you guys can gauge yourself against what David and I do. What happened last year, Dave? So last year, the score, I had 52 points. You had a mere 33 points. Yeah, you got got the one where you had all five guys in the top. Yeah, so I I had probably my bonus points points. were the best where I was putting guys in the right spot at the right, in the right uh, position. Uh, because I mean, I only had four, I had 40 in the top five. You had, or 40% in the top five, correct. You had 38. So we weren't far off with the drivers who were in the top five. It was just a matter of being in the picking or selecting the right position. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I had all five in the master shifter, make the top five. Uh, you selected the, the winners in X 30 junior and X 30 masters. So you have that going for you, but I selected the winners in micro swift and pro shifter. So those were my categories. <laughs> and then we both picked Kremers to, uh, to finish second last year in KZ and he actually did. So that was kind of ironic, but, uh, <laughs> I think we both had, uh, Paulo DeCanto winning it all. And he just did not have the, uh, the pace no. that uh, we thought he was going to have. So that's kind of how it shook out last year. And yeah, we'll have more about the the predictions uh, next week on the site. Well, folks, we hope you really enjoyed this uh, second edition of the EKN Outlap. It's a podcast that we're going to do a lot more next year, kind of an opportunity for Dave and I to, to have the audio preview that kind of com- complements what we have on the website itself. 
follow us, of course, throughout the week on our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're really going to leverage the, all three of those platforms throughout the entire time we land uh, Monday night. We'll get things rolling on Tuesday, of course, all the way through to Super Sunday. We're using the hashtag at SuperNats23. We'll also use at EKN at SCUSA, which we always use at EKN Radio Network. We'll be using that as well. Those of you who want to tune in to listen from qualifying through all the way to Super Sunday, ecardinews.com slash live. That's the way to get the li- our live play-by-play uh, throughout the entire week. SCUSA will have the Facebook Live video using our audio on Super Sunday. Make sure, do, do one thing. The great thing about this program, yeah, you're at home. You get a chance to watch the Super Nats. We know you love it. The way to grow this sport is to share that link. Every time you're watching it, every time you have to reboot whatever it is to get the next class, share that on your Facebook page. Share that to all your friends. Make a little comment. Hey, this is how cool carding is. This is what I love. The, if we get this posted out to everybody, people, more people start sharing. We're going to be able to get it to go viral to a certain extent. But, but sharing that Facebook when you're watching it, please. If all you do is share even without a comment, please do it because that's the way we're going to be able to... Uh, uh, to ex- expand the knowledge, the awareness of our sport of karting. David, we're done, bud. Excellent idea with the new outlap. This was a lot of fun. Looking forward. Uh, dude, we're just a couple days away. We're going to be playing this all weekend on the EKN Radio Network along with uh, episode number one. But, dude, we're just a handful of days away from heading to Vegas. Very surreal that it's already here. Uh, but I it know, just, I know. it's already, it's November 15th. November has gone by really quick. Uh, next week will go by even quicker and all of a sudden it'll be super Sunday and we'll be on our planes back home and it'll be like, what? <laughs> That's it. What happened? Well, folks, uh, David, first off, thank you very much. That was a lot of fun. We look forward to seeing how we do in our product, our predictions. Otherwise folks, we're heading to Vegas, the 23rd running of the Supercarts USA super nationals just around the corner potential for well, light potential right now, <laughs> 30 to 40% chance for rain on Wednesday and Thursday. Cole's laughing his ass off. Uh, I'll take that as long as we're dry Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with low to mid-60s. We can deal with that as long as we get a great Super Sunday. I'll be happy with that as well. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. We really appreciate uh, all the feedback we get on our, our content here on the EKN Radio Network. We, uh, we thank you for taking the time to message us. We are done, ladies and gentlemen. Time to head to Las Vegas. Super Nationals up next. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>